The Bartender Ramp Podcast is powered by CIC Powerbox, your all-in-one portable power solution for commercial and residential projects, roadside assistance, or personal recreation. Call us at 802-468-7697 or visit CICPowerBox.com. CIC Powerbox, wherever you go, go with power. Welcome to the Bartender Rant Podcast. I am your host, Steve Haley. And guess what? This is the second show this week. That's right, Barflies. I know that when Mike and I drop the ball, when we put big gaps in episodes, you're sitting there wondering, when is my favorite podcast going to come back and tickle my ears again? Well, guess what? Today is the motherfucking day. And we have another fantastic guest. I cannot wait to introduce her to you. A lot of people think that I'm full of shit, but right now I'm just shit full of fa. I got Asian noodles in my tummy. I'm ready to rock the microphone, and I am happy to hang out with one of my best friends, the one and only, your favorite co-host and mine, Michael Windsor. Steve, you look so smart and handsome. Oh, we're back. To How are you shit. doing? Here we go. This is fucking. <laughs> you I said, you, we, you, I said thought... you were upset, but I didn't say it last time, so. I was being sarcastic. I thought it was very clear that I was That's happy fine. I'm being that sarcastic that insincere. <laughs> yeah, oh, we're well aware. We're well aware of your insincerity. Um, I would. No, I, I think you know, you're, generally... I think you're smart, handsome. Thank you, buddy. Not all, I, not all the time, but most of the time. I want to believe it. Maybe if I get as drunk as you did on the last episode, I could believe it. But I'm not. I'm not sure that that would be safe for my health. You know, I don't think you should ever be that intoxicated without like. Uh, supervision of a medical professional, so you know, or a, a stomach pump on on standby. Because I'm, I'm gonna, my God, I'm gonna, pal, my God, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you to saltwater crocodile one of these times. I believe you will. There. I believe you will. But here's the thing about me: um, when you are drunk, it shows early, but you can sustain the drunk. When I am drunk, I'm fine, and then I'm not fine, and it's just <laughs> immediately, you know, off the cliff. I, I usually ask you what's new here, but I'm going to go behind the curtain a little bit. Guys, we just had David Mulver on. You're wondering why it was a two-part, four-and-a-half-hour episode. It's because we were just having so much fun. Um, also because, Mike, I hadn't drank in like 90 days and then decided to literally consume all of David's care package uh, during the first yeah. half of the golf. No, there's, and, there's uh, still there's got still a little bit off the yeah, that's, now that's true. I'll say this Mike is a little self conscious about the proceedings, but I thought he did great. The episode is great. And I know you guys, um, if you, uh, you know, if you've listened to it, I hope you enjoyed part one and part two. If you haven't, go back and please listen to the second half of that gauntlet because it is sheer and utter madness. Um, Mike, I don't want to divulge too much, but my can I just say three quick highlights of the three? most interesting things you did when you went off the rails the other night i yeah so, i mean people one, theoretically already listened you kept to it, referring so. to yeah yeah well for those of you who haven't here's my my shitty radio tease number one mike at one point was trying to make a reference to the famous san francisco district of chinatown but his brain wouldn't allow him to form the words chinatown so he just kept saying the Chinese place or the Chinese neighborhood or the Chinese district, which is not in any way offensive. It's just factual, but it's, it's Chinatown. Like, 
how do you how do you not connect the synapses on that one? So that was the. I don't the re I don't indication. remember. I don't remember any of this, so I, I can't. That was the first indication them, so. that something was going awry. Now the second indication was you uh, trying at the end of the episode while I was desperately trying to get the audio uploaded, trying to break your no. own computer, and don't, I had to call Justin. You already told me that wasn't recorded, so can we? Can we just skip on to the next? I know, part but here? theater of the mind. Okay, and then number three, can I tell them about the oven? No, you absolutely may not. Please, but, can okay, I tell them about the no, oven? Please. This is the here's the compromise. Patreon, Patreon, you got to pay Fine. for that story because it is Fine. truly embarrassing. <laughs> okay, Mike did something terrible to his oven. Okay, <laughs> and if you want to hear the whole story, we'll put it on wax and we'll put it on Patreon. So that's right. Subscribe. I will embarrass myself on the internet, but sometimes you're gonna have to pay for it. Okay, Mike that's, that's will shame himself, but behind a paywall, people. Okay, all right. Yep. Give me give me five dollars, asshole, and you can hear his, the story. <laughs> his dignity is not going to be exploded for free. Okay, look, I got I got um, my power box shirt on, dude. I've got. I've got an image to maintain here, you know. And you are maintaining it uh, in, <laughs> in the highest order. All right, let's anything, let's wrap this fucking. I was going to say let's anything go. else you want to share with the people before we. No, no, no. All let's right, do it. all right, all right. Well, it's all in good fun, and and I hope you guys again enjoyed that episode. I know we have another great one coming up for you. To all the barflies, to all of the listeners, and even the first timers out there, thank you. We love you. We do this show for you, and you are the thing that keeps us motivated to hunt down local bartenders from coast to coast and keep bringing you great stories. Uh, life is constantly getting more busy and constantly getting more stressful. And this show is not something that relieves any of that stress or makes us any less busy. So please know that we, we have been, we've been really encouraged to continue this project because of all of the support of all you listeners out there. And we want to, keep powering forward. So if you want to get involved, if you want to help us listen at the end of the show, the outro is a great way uh, to learn more about the show, get involved in different ways, get more content um, or just rep us stickers, swag, other things like that. So check that out. Uh, but please know we do it for all of you wonderful people out there listening. Uh, lastly, before we get into the meat and potatoes, as we always say, a quick disclaimer, uh, the restaurant business is brutal on mental health. Uh, this is something that we all need to start uh, being a little bit more vulnerable about, a little bit more conscious of. This is a business that will wear your ass down. And I know a lot of us struggle with just whether it's stress or the mental health of feeling like not, you know, not being complete in our jobs. Um, I also know that this business is something where we self-medicate a lot. So, look, if you're struggling, do not hesitate. Reach out to Michael or I. We are not professional counselors, but we are happy um, to talk with you. You know, DM us, email us. We've been through a lot of these same things in this business, and we would love to be a sounding board for you. Um, you know, Mike always says that this world is a more interesting place with you in it, and you can't come back here and enjoy the show with us if you're not healthy, if you're not taking care of yourself. Um, if you do need professional resources at the end of every show, at the end of the outro, Mike is going to provide a hotline, some professional resources where if you're struggling, you can reach out. We implore you to do so uh, and, and make sure you're taking care of yourself. All right. Disclaimers, teases about what terrible things may have happened to a kitchen appliance aside. <laughs> God, I, I think it is time to hop into this episode. We have Steph with an F 
And what's her podcast? Because I want to make sure I don't butcher the name here, Mike. Uh, Festival Talk Podcast. Festival Talk Podcast. That's right. We are joined tonight by Steph with an F from the Festival Talk Podcast. She's doing Tito's and Soda. Let's bring her in here. Let's get going. Okay, Steph, how you doing tonight? I have no complaints for you boys. No complaints. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's not that's not the usual uh that's not the usual introduction for Mike and I. Usually there are a lot of complaints. Oh, I was just gonna tell her, just just wait, just wait. Yes. You know, we, we, we got we got some yet. time. So. I'm a little different. You wanna me because I'm a little bit different. That's right. <laughs> I love the vibe. You come with the tie-dye shirt, you got the nice tapestry behind. And yeah, I see 2015. I don't know what, what oh. we got. What, what are we wrapping there? Chick-fil-A ball. Chick-fil-A. <laughs> nice. Because I, I really feel like I had to uh, really encompass when I was a bartender back in my Florida State days. Okay. And on the national championship, I was bartending during that time. When everybody came to Pasadena and we were kicking, we were doing it, I was up bartending and people were on the roof and shit. So I felt like I had to wear this. Like, in- Hell yeah. And near and dear to my heart, you know, I'm the sports junkie on the show. So that was that was the Jameis Winston uh, 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 championship, right? He was a freshman. Yeah. Yeah. Who who was who was the uh, who was the coach for that team? He's now uh, it's um what's his name? He's now at Texas A&M. It's not. No, no, no. Jimbo Fisher. Jimbo Jimbo Fisher. One of the great sports names. I want to say one thing. Yeah, I was there during that time, and I will absolutely, like, wave the flag. Did I know every single player, and did I know what was happening? Absolutely fucking not. <laughs> Sorry. How, how's, your, uh, how's your seminal chop? How's it? Yeah, see, great form. That's all that matters. Can you whoa, 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 whoa? We're not rusty, but I will do that. Okay. All right. Fine. Fine. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Not, not like you know, that's oh, oh, oh. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Steph. I didn't mean to bring you in and make this a piano bar. So thank you for humoring me on that. I was ready for it all. So, so tell us a little bit about you. Why, uh, you know, where are you from? Why did you decide to come on this crazy show? Well, I'm from Newport Ritchie, which is about 45 minutes of Tampa. So mostly I tell people Tampa, Florida, because they have no fucking idea what Newport Ritchie is, but a little suburb about 45 minutes North, uh, big Tampa gal. Uh, and realistically, I came on this podcast because Mike reached out to me and he said, what's good. Basically I fuck with your energy. And uh, <laughs> it was, that's, that's verbatim, by the way, I've got the receipts. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. You guys hear Mike talk with such a uh, distinction, sober, sophistication sober on voice. the show, but Mike's real, Mike's real shtick is, Hey, yo girl, I like your vibe. You got a nice yeah, that's energy. It. You to be fair, my, I didn't come even on my know. I didn't even. To be fair, Steph, I didn't even know you were a girl because I just went to the festival talk. Yeah, I just found the festival talk thing, and there was so I, you know, I just reached out. But uh, yeah, Steph, Steph has her own podcast, the Festival Talk. Yes. That's right, Festival Talk podcast. Um, and I reached out because as we've been doing this podcast, this amateur podcast that we've been doing, um, you know, it's been so much fun to meet other people that are doing podcasts and actually you know getting out there and, and creating content and it's it's fun to collaborate um so i actually reached out with an initial intention to promote our show because i have been going to festivals since i was like 18 years old it's been a big part of my life so i was like hey i've got stories i've got friends my brother morgan's a great you know 
uh, fire poise spitter. Like if you need he some was content, on, he was on the festival tour for a while. That kid, I'm telling you. Um, so. Yeah. But uh, then, you know, told her about our podcast and stuff. It's like, Oh, well I used to bartend. And I was like, Oh, perfect. Let's just have you on the show. And we can profile your, your, your podcast and then get some of uh, your bartending experience on here as well. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm always down to collaborate. I thought it was cool that you had no idea that I had been a bartender in my past life. You were mm-hmm. just like, oh, I, I really fuck with, for lack of a better term, with what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And it just made sense. Yeah. I'm, I'm always it. ready to collaborate with like-minded people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Love it. Do, do cool shit with cool people. Um, yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about your show before we get into – all of our bullshit here. Okay. So what is the festival talk podcast? Why are you passionate about doing it? Sure. I mean, festival talk is, I have been going to festivals since 2013. I was in college at the time. First show I ever went to was ultra, which is like totally different from something that I would go to now. Miami beach. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. on park. It's crazy. Yeah. People from all over the place. That was my like first introduction to it. But you know, way later on afterward, uh, I started going to these shows and really forming so many amazing bonds with people that I had met through music and met through other people that were going to these festivals. And I have grown up a dancer. I've always danced and music was my whole life. So when I found something that I could go to as an adult that was really highlighting music and live music, that's something that my family has always really centered around and come together around. I thought it was, I don't know, I had just met so many incredible, amazing people and had so many stories that I wanted to share that other people typically like don't highlight, if if that makes sense. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Everyone wants to highlight artists and these main people that everyone are seeing, but there are so many other people that come together to put on the festival and make these things happen that never ever get their story highlighted and maybe that's not what they're doing for likely that they're not but yeah i just wanted to showcase all of these incredible people that i had met along the way that i'd shaped me into what i am today and i feel like they're like the sky is the limit you know yeah, there are, absolutely like live music is never gonna die of course it did for a little bit during covid and that's where a lot of people that i knew were feeling super sad about things you know what I mean? And that was something that, but now that it's back, I just, I just really don't ever see it dying. I feel like there's mm-hmm. always a demand for people to come yeah. together. Music does that. Oh yeah. So yeah. I mean, even if there's a, an apocalypse, you're going to have people around a fire still <laughs> doing some kind of live music. Yeah. yeah well, uh, listen, I'm going to fiddle as I'm going to, I'm going to fiddle as the Titanic goes down. Right. That's it. There's something, you don't know how to fiddle Steve. I just mean there's something about music in the soul. Um, that, yeah, that it's, universal. it's a universal language is, is yeah. what it is. Yeah, well, and I well, just love Depends on the artist, but I totally get the, uh, <laughs> the spirit of that. Yeah. Mike's, a big nickel, Mike, Mike's a big Nickelback fan. He hates when we, when we jet razz him about that on the show. But look. The well, way then we have to share the source. <laughs> yes. The way you describe the mechanics of your show are so much like ours, right? The, uh, the festival experience was formative for you. You started to meet these people that were like-minded. You started to kind of understand the mechanics of putting on an event, everything that goes into this, right? That sounds a lot like the restaurant business, right? I've been doing it since I was young. It became formative for me. I got into food and drink culture. 
just like you did with music. I met all these great people that were like-minded. I started to see the mechanics. And I think what both of our shows do um, in some way, you know, we always talk about giving people a roadmap, but really what we're doing is trying to put into words this almost like amalgamous concept, festivals, music, food, drink, right? Into like, like these ex- taking what is an experience-based thing and not just telling the individual stories about great experiences, but everything that goes into that, the industry behind it, the people that love it, the people that work in it. And that's awesome. We are in some ways both um, historians of, of those particular uh, uh, parts of life. And I think that that's really cool. And so well, we and, wish you the best the, in growing that. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was just going to say in the same vein, it's like you said, so many uh, of these other uh, podcasts that are in the festival kind of, you know, realm are focused on the big names, which is great. There's nothing wrong with that. But you could go and talk to uh, just a person who went to their first festival and get an incredible story. And that's why, you know, anybody that's gone to some of these festivals is already going to resonate with kind of the sentiment of it. But if you've Mm -hmm. never been to a festival, it's there. It's 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 a different world. You know, part of it is because there's a lot of people on drugs out in public. You know, that's not, that's not everybody's experience, but that's a big part of it. A lot of people are experimenting with drugs, which, you know, just changes the entire vibe of the uh, experience. But there, whatever, in my festival days, that's where the first festivals I went to really, it felt like the walls between people were broken down. That normal, you know, hesitation, the, the, the anxiety between other people is broken down and people were just on a on a different in a different space and you could just just walk up to anybody and talk to them and get to know them and just have these incredible experiences and then all go to an incredible show and dance your ass off or just sit and watch the music and it it really does bring out a different part of humanity that you don't see in your normal daily life so yeah that's like the thing it's like walking down the street like if you walk down the street and you say what's up to somebody they're just like mm, no uh, but then if you're at a festival and you say, what's up to somebody, they're so excited to talk to you. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. a completely different realm. Of course, again, Mike and I never partook in any of those substances. We were just allowing the music yeah. Straight and the campfire the yeah. to break down the walls for us, you know. High on life, yeah. Yes. Um, well, listen, enough philosophizing from the three of us. Let's get into the show. Now, we always start with our drink history, Steph. Um, I want to hear about why you picked Tito's and soda and uh, maybe a little bit Tito's of background. And, why Tito's that's... and soda with lime. You got to get with it lime. right. Why it's your go-to drink and how do you make it? Because even a two-parter, I know you might have your own little way that you put it together. Sure. I think, well, the main thing why I chose it, vodka sodas, because that is what I would drink out right now if I were to go to a bar with my friends. Yeah. If I were to go, you know, to like a dinner, maybe I'd get like a nice martini or whatever. But typically if I'm going somewhere, I'm going to order a vodka soda because it's easy. And I know I like it. And that was most of the drinks that I was making when I was a bartender where it was vodka soda. Any of the girls that I was serving anything to was vodka soda. And that's what I would be drinking right now. And Tito's for... For Tito's. Uh, my friend Jenna, <laughs> when I first got into college as an 18 year old, as a freshman, my girl Jenna, she was in my sorority with me. 
She brought a little Tito's handle, and it was like in the dorm room in a, a little, little a little Tito's handle, a, a little, little handle, tiny okay. little handle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bigger than your head, right? Without a handle, yeah. Little Tito's in her like drawer, in her sock drawer, and like she had it like, (laughs) like hiding and stuff. And she was like, "This is the best vodka ever." And she she's from Miami, but grew up in Texas. And she was like, "This is okay." So she was in the know. She had she had the skinny on uh, Tito's. She's like, "This is Texas vodka." So forever, that was like a zillion years ago. I just I think brand loyalty with the Tito's. Like I've had kettle and whatnot, of course, but. I think I just go Tito's every time. Yep. Soda, just super easy. And the way I like to make it is like way more than a jigger's worth vodka. So we're talking like a double Tito's and soda. <laughs> Always a double. Yes. <laughs> I like your style. We can be drinking partners. I will not be partaking in any of the Tito's, which might make me a better drinking partner because you can have all the Tito's. I won't take none of your Tito's, right? But... uh <laughs> really bad for all of us but good too but the thing is like if you're going to the bar like for instance a few weeks ago i was down in miami for a friend's show and they had okay here's a one drink of vodka soda for 14 dollars, or you could get a double for what did they say 20 it was a double for 20 it was either a single for 14 or a double for 20 and i'm like no brainer yeah. Well, I love it. I love that it's uh it's it's your old reliable, you know what I mean? And it's uh obviously Tito's is no surprise to anybody. If you're out there and you're hearing the name Tito's for the first time, I don't know where you've been for the last 20 years. Uh it's kind of a thing. Um, but it is it, it is certainly taken over the market. We'll talk a little bit about that, but why don't you mix a few up? Uh, you for yourself. I actually already have mine right here. Yeah, I'm going to go grab mine. Fantastic. And for all you listeners out there, make sure it's a double. Make sure it's always a double. Always a double. Always a double. Damn straight. I, I, I don't even know why, but I'm just like, if I'm going to go buy another one, I know I'm going to go buy another one. Why would I sure. not go on the first car? Sure. You can always sit on it for a little bit. You know, you don't have to chug it, but if, if you have the double, you're allowing the bartender to be more efficient, you know. You're, you're, you're being more efficient. Yeah, Steve, I'm efficient. And I straight up, like, I don't know why. If I have a, a drink with a straw in my hand, like, it is down in two fucking seconds. Yes. Like, I'm drinking the shit out of it. So, so, so the straw is usually my friend. It's interesting that you should bring that up. A lot of times, and I'm not, look, I have this weird thing. I think it's, I'm, I'm 50% German, 50% Irish. I have this weird thing where I was just born with the ability to like chug any liquid. Like it just, it's gone, right? Like it's bang, it's gone. And one of the things that I do to pace myself, because I know that I'm a menace when we get out to the bar, is I the straw actually helps me. The straw helps me pace a little bit more. If you give me just a cup, that's going to be gone, gone. So I don't know. I feel a little bit differently on that one. All right, Mikey's back. We've got our Tito's and stuff. Mixed up. Sorry here. about that. All good, baby. For all you bar flies out there listening, I hope you have your drinks put together. Let's raise a glass in the air. And as we always say, don't just listen along, drink along. Drink along. Damn, 
Damn straight. Look at this girl with her Tampa Bay Bucks flag. How, how excited are you about Baker Mayfield? Another great sports name. Baker. And, it, it, you know, that's how I find my southern accent. Baker Mayfield. Baker. Baker Mayfield. You know, I wouldn't give a fuck what. <laughs> I really <laughs> I know, I'm just playing. I actually sneaky think they're going to halfway be not that bad, but that's a topic for another time. Yeah. Right it's another now, podcast, maybe. Correct, and I'm working on starting that one and quitting this one. Um, <laughs> Fuck uh, you. Who's going <laughs> to um, I want to talk a little bit about the history of Tito's. I want to zig a little bit for maybe, oh, Tito's is so awesome. They own the whole market. It's the best vodka. It's from Austin, Texas. We know the whole story, people. Mm-hmm. But I, I want to tell you about some things that I didn't know about Tito's. Let's talk about the founder and original creator of Tito's Vodka. I'm going to read his name. I'm just going to read it very slowly so you, that everybody can hear it. And I just wanted to roll around in your noodle for a second. The actual name of the guy that invented Tito's Vodka is Bert Butler Beveraged. <laughs> no way. Beveraged? Beveraged, B-E-V-E-R-I-D-G-E, Beveraged, is his actual motherfucking name, Bert Butler Beveraged. That is insane. That sounds like a nursery nursery rhyme about a guy who distills vodka. Bert, Bert Butler Beveraged, you know? Like, what, what, are you, what are you fucking talking about? I couldn't even get over that. It's so, like, on the nose, right, for the industry he's in. As I started to read a little bit more about Bert, some more interesting information came to light. So first off, how do you think the vodka got its name? Well, guess what Bert's nickname is? Tito, because nobody wants to call him Bert (laughs) Butler Beveraged all the time. And he doesn't want to be called that all the time. So his nickname's Tito. He names the vodka after himself. A little narcissistic, but I dig it. At least he didn't name it, you know, Bert Butler's. (laughs) Yeah, could you imagine? Could I get a vodka to Bert? butler <laughs> Steph, do you think do you think that if you walked into a bar and you're like can i get a vodka soda and somebody was like you want burt butlers right like you're probably not saying yes to that you're probably being like no i'll have a kettle one i don't want a burt butlers vodka soda <laughs> so he names it after his nickname tito and this is this is when as i started to go down the rabbit hole on on mr tito where i really started to get impressed by him so you know, you hear about people getting the distillation game and you kind of assume all oh, they came from a distillation family. They have some passion about brewing. They have some passion about whiskey or distillation. They, or whatever they married it into now, it. They married into it like uh, uh, like our famous story of Pabst Blue Ribbon from the Chicago mm-hmm. Fire. But no, this guy was just a true blue entrepreneur that was really, really bad at starting businesses. Okay, so... He graduates from the University of, of Texas at Austin, and he decides, I am just going to start to try to get, make, it, make it rich, make it big. The first company he founds, okay, is a oil and gas company. Within six months, they go bankrupt. The second company he founds is an oil drilling company. Within a year, they go bankrupt. After that, he's like, you know what? Oil and gas, way too volatile. I'm going to do mortgage sales. I'm going to start my own mortgage lending company like Rocket Mortgage or something like that. Um, After a year and a half, bankrupt. So bankrupt, 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 all right? And Tito 
is just, for whatever reason, undeterred. This man is just confident. He's driving. Yeah, forward. where the fuck is he getting his money to fail with all these businesses? I so it does seem like uh, it does seem like he was a really hard worker. It was always like he was holding down a J job and trying to get this business off the ground, but or like he would get venture capital angel funding and it would go back. Yeah, I was going to say himself. oil and gas is not a cheap industry to just right. try and get into. <laughs> hey, venture capital. Unless, gets- unless you're Jed Clampett, I mean. Yeah. It's not going to happen. I love that reference. Up from the ground comes the bubbling crude. Um, no, but I, I just think I think he had money backing him, and it didn't work out. And guess what? He didn't pay that debt back because you know why? You take a risk if you're going to be an, a seed investor. Anyway, so how does he get to Tito's? Well, it turns out that his fucking hobby was to buy rail vodka from liquor stores, like shitty fucking $10 vodka bring it home, infuse it with different types of fruits and flavoring just in his kitchen, rebottle it. And he, he started to rebottle it with his own labels he made that said Tito's on them. That and sounds super them. illegal. <laughs> it was illegal, but he would give them to his friends as gifts. And so he's making his own infused okay, vodka. That's, that's yeah. okay, and so, so one night he's sitting around in his house after his third bankrupted business, and he is literally watching like late night infomercials. And there's an infomercial for like a uh, uh, – you know, a self-help course where it's like, hey, are you a fucking loser? Do you want to turn your fucking life around? You know, pay $5.99, you know, five installments for this course, right? So he's sitting there watching this and he he actually like subscribes to it. And the first piece of advice that he got is research what you do well and research what you like to do most. Put it, uh, you know, one is an X axis, one is a Y axis and see where they intersect. And so- he starts to do this and he plots out, well, you know, I'm, I'm really good at, uh, you know, science, you know, that's my background, like bioengineering, you know, from oil and gas, uh, you know, and I'm good with people. Oh yeah. And like my best skill is infusing shitty vodka and giving it to my friends. <laughs> I'll start a vodka distillery. Right. So he says this to himself in 1993 by 1997, Tito's vodka hits the market by 2005. They uh, they enter the top five of vodka sales in the U.S., but it gets even crazier than that. By 2019, they owned uh, they overtook Smirnoff as the number one selling vodka in the entire country. And in 2021, Tito's became the number one selling spirit in America of any category. This guy took a crazy gamble. He failed so many times. He took a harebrained, stupid hobby and a late-night self-help infomercial, and he turned it into the number one selling spirit in America. Bravo to Tito. Burt Butler Beverage. My <laughs> fucking, fucking God, Butler pal. Beverage. <laughs> I, will tell, I will tell you deter- a story of determination and the human spirit. I raise a glass to you. Yep. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers. to you, Tito. Uh, what do they Amazing. say? Failing isn't the falling down. It's the staying down, right? So... That's right. That's right. Fail forward. I, I mean, we're, that's, forward. that's ours, man. Barbara Sloan, Barbara Sloan kind of uh, defined it for us. Fail forward. All right, Steph. Yep. Let's move into the drinkton. Now, this is like LinkedIn, but it's for your service industry experience. So we need you to answer three questions. How did you first ever get into the restaurant service industry? What positions have you held, like bartender, server, you know, expo? And where are you now? Are you still in the business? Are you out? What was your last position? So how'd you first get your start in restaurants? 
I first got my start in the industry uh, as a college student. I was needing money uh, oh, to yeah. pay my tuition and to pay for my sorority dues. I had went into college with uh, Florida Bright Futures, which is a scholarship that you get when you get a certain score on your ACT, SAT. Uh, and after the first semester, I want to preface this by saying that I got <laughs> I got straight A's my entire life going into college, and then my first semester, I failed statistics. The one class that everybody told me was going to be like the easiest one, so I lost my scholarship right off of it. Oh wow! And, wow! Yeah. And in your that, defense, in your defense. It's Florida State. I mean, there's some, there's some, dis, there are some distractions. <laughs> there were all of the distractions. But I wanted to preface saying that, like, I used to only care about my grades and shit. And then I went there, did this, whatever, lost it immediately. And my parents were like, you have to get a job. You have to get a job that supports yourself. We need tuition. We need sorority dues, whatnot. And I knew that bartending was like the A1 job uh, mm -hmm. to be able to get as much money as I possibly could get. And so I started out as a cocktail waitress at this one bar, AJ's. This okay. bar, absolute trash. Like, absolute <laughs> We were doing, like, it was flipping Tuesdays where you would flip a quarter. Yep, and yep. If you, would, you would, and whatever it was, you would get all these shots and whatnot. And they told me you could be a cocktail waitress and then you can move up to a bartender spot, bartender status because we don't have any positions. Yeah, yeah. They lied to you, didn't they, Steph? Of course. <laughs> Everybody be lying to Steph, and I see right through you. So I was like, you know what? I will take this. I will take this job right now. And then the second that pots and painted, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Florida State, but Potbelly's and the Painted Lady has been around since 1994 a year after I was born, but it is the biggest bar in, in Tallahassee. Okay. College Avenue, wherever the fountain is like that is where everybody be going. So I got, somebody was like, Hey, this is, um, there's bartenders. They need bartenders. Do you want this? Do you want that? And I was still working at this other place as a cocktail waitress and he told me not to go there because they weren't going to be able to help me get the job that I wanted to get. LOL. He was just saying that to make sure that I stayed at his establishment. Damn straight, right? Trying to scare yeah. you. Yeah, no. I, but I knew that this other place was where everybody was. That was where I went the first second that I even got to Florida State. That was the first establishment that I went to. So, uh, yeah, as soon as they were holding like open auditions, basically that was what it was it was like yeah it was sending out like hey if you think you're ready enough to be a bartender here come basically have an audition and i went there and uh they had everybody stand up and tell everybody what their favorite drink was and this and that next thing you knew i, I was a bartender but the the reason that i realistically did it was because i needed money and i knew that that right. was immediate way to get as much money that I possibly could get. So what was uh what was the your favorite drink for the audition? Oh my god, I said a whiskey coke. I don't even know why I said that, but I did. I, my 
listen. Curveball. A little bit of a, maybe that's maybe that's why you got the job because you know that and not to be stereotypical, that's not a standard college girls drink, right? Like, you yeah, know, they I don't, yeah, I and so maybe they were like, oh, okay, zigging while others are zagging, you know? They weren't expecting anything that I was going to say, to be honest. Yeah, no, I was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so, so how that, long were how long were you there? You you did you really kind of start leaning into the to the love of the game once you started bartending there? Because it sounds like a fun place. Sounds reminds me of Joe Mama's on the West Virginia campus. It was uh, it was definitely not an establishment that had any rules. I will say that. Uh, like, okay, I, I definitely leaned in. We, we had an amazing <laughs> it, it was an insane job to have, to be honest with you. Like, it was insane. We had Thursday, which was like Thursday purgatory, and then a Friday happy hour, and then a Saturday thing. So if I worked three days, I would make over three grand, and I would be Shit. like done with my rent and my sorority dues within a week. You know what I mean? It was insane. So very very high volume kind of place. Very high volume, yes, yes. What's 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 per what's Thursday's per? I was going to say that's a weird promotion. (laughs) A little. I think it was from whatever time until midnight. It was from whatever time until midnight you got all you can drink. So you paid ten dollars and you can get all you could drink from. Holy shit! Ten college bars, man. These promotions are crazy. Like you get a wristband, you get all you can drink, and it was like. They could have called it anything. They could have called it anything, but we got to remember Florida founded by the Catholics. Okay. There's just all, there's always going to be a religious guilt hiding around the corner. And uh, it does in some ways, purgatory is the space that you wait in before you get to heaven or hell. And Friday, you know, Fridays are basically heaven or hell for a college student. We're going out we're going to get fucking crazy. We can start. Isn't isn't purgatory at limbo the same thing? I think so. Yeah. Well, that was, I think it was the space between the heaven or hell was what their marketing fly was. And it was a Thursday night before we went into Friday. So, yeah, I think everything started on basically Thursday. Okay. Uh, yeah. I can't yeah. Well, that's all right. So that's gnarly. So you're working. And what is this place called again? It's called the Painted Lady. Uh, Pop Bellies and the Painted Lady. Pop bellies. Pop the painted lady. So, do you stick with? Is that your? Uh, you stick. Pots. Okay. So you're bartending there. Do you stay bartending there through your time at FSU, or do you? Uh, where Where do you go next in your service industry career? That I mean, that at that point was the end of it. Until not until the last uh, in 2021, I went back into doing some festival work, like sponsorship work, what I worked for cocktails. And I traveled, uh, I went up to Ohio and I did North Coast Music Festival in Chicago and I worked um, for Monaco cocktails and I did a little couple behind the scenes things there for sponsorship. Mostly back in college. Nice. So did you, did you get thrust back into the industry because of the pandemic? Uh, no, 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 I, no. Okay. I so. Yeah. I, I'm no. just curious because of the timing because I know, I know a lot of people that got laid off from their day job and then they said, shit, I'm going to go back and start bartending again. So I was curious with the timing, if it was the pandemic that had pushed you back into it. 
you just sounds like have this undying love for for festival and event work and and that yeah. and those two go hand in hand right it's just it's a happy marriage so that's awesome yeah yeah so, yeah for sure nothing like pummeled me back into it i was just gotcha yeah. So where are you now? Are you still in the business at all? Do you bartend at all these days? Or are you are you kind of out of the game? I'm out of the game. I've this been is out great. This is yeah, great. Yeah. Which probably one of the reasons you can talk about AJ's as a trash pit. Because tonight you're <laughs> going to look fondly back on your service experience and you're not even in the game anymore. So who gives a fuck? We're just going to. We're gonna unpack. We're gonna empty the file, as they say, right? On on all of your uh, all of your service industry time. So that's killer. That's killer. I have no problem saying anything. That is always good. And uh, um, thank you for giving us a little bit of your background. It is wonderful to kind of get an idea always of uh, how our how our people first got into the business and and they how how they got all the way here to this microphone. Um, I have to tell you. That was the easy part of the show, okay? okay? Now it's time for the gauntlet. Are you ready, Steph with an F? I am ready, but I do want to ask if I can go to the bathroom real quick so that I can. No. Absolutely not. Nope. Question nope. number one. No, <laughs> yes. yes, you can go to the bathroom. Skedaddle. I, I am ready, but, like, I don't want to be, like, in the middle no, of the so gauntlet. Good. All good, all good, all good. I'm just playing. <laughs> do your thing. All right, Steph, now that you got to tinkle, it's time <laughs> to go headfirst into the gauntlet. Are you ready? I'm ready. Hell yeah. Here it is, boys and girls, the gauntlet. Okay, Steph with an F. Question number one. Pet peeves and misconceptions. Now, these can be your pet peeves about the service business, about customers, about coworkers. They can also be misconceptions that a patron might have about a bartender or about the service business. Well, I came at it kind of like with a little bit of a different. A little we bit like of a different. we like different. Go for it. Yeah. What do you, What were you I, thinking? Like misconception is. Well, I don't know if it's really a misconception. Everyone is super excited about the money that they'll make. And it seems like an incredible industry to get into. And they're all about the money. But one thing I feel like people don't realize is that you really have to, when you're not working, prioritize your rest and like prioritize okay. your being like aside from doing your work. Cause I know it can be super easy to get wrapped up into how awesome the money is and wh where you're going. And, but you just never really in the society now today, no one ever really prioritizes rest. And I feel like if you're in the industry, you're really absorbing so much energy from elsewhere and you're also giving it off. So if you are not like realistically taking the time when you're not working to prioritize like your rest and your well being, mm -hmm. then you're not going to show up to that job being your and best be and, and, and be a fun bartender, be on, on your game behind the bar. Right. Yeah. yeah. There have been definitely times where like, I was like not sleeping, you know, for a time where I was, you know, certain times where like you go and work, you go in at 9 PM or whatever, and you're not done until 
five in the morning and then you have something to do and then you're like continuously like staying up and then you got to work another shift. You got to work another shift. Mm -hmm. You kind of become a a bartending zombie. Yeah. Like Like you're not there. And that's something that like I didn't prioritize when I was a bartender, which is something that I learned later, but I think it's something to really not like preach, but it's something that people like don't think about is no doubt have to take care of yourself on the times that you're not working. Otherwise you're not going to be able to service the way yeah. that you well, want. Especially as a college bartender working at like the college spot, it'd be so easy, especially if you're making like three grand in three days, so yeah. easy to just want to keep the party going and then just go into work still drunk or hung over and just, you know, keep it rolling. Right. Yeah. I think the other part, piece of this, um, the hours are one thing, right? Like I've worked at bars where we're cleaning until five, five thirty. We're doing cash. We're getting out and I'm walking, I'm walking out of the bars. The sun's starting to come up. The hours are one thing. The party is another thing, right? I'm drinking behind the bar. I'm running around. It's crazy loud in there. But the one that you definitely don't think about when you're getting into the business is the amount of energy you expand, expend on human capital. Just the draining quality of either performing for others. Like I'm talking all the time. I never stop talking. I'm bouncing from this customer to that customer, to this topic, to that topic, them asking you questions, them needing things from you. It's, you don't even, you're not aware of what it's doing to you until you've had those like three doubles in a row. And you're like, (laughs) and then somebody in your regular life tries to have, just be like, Hey, you want a bowl of cereal? And you're like, you shut your fucking mouth. I'm I'm trying to watch Netflix. And zone out right now. Yeah. And, it, and it's hard to, to you feel so drained mentally, I think, sometimes from the job. And so that's a good one. We've never had that on the show. I think um, I think you do go into this business sometimes being like, eh, bartending's easy. Or sometimes being like, eh, I'm 21. It can't hurt me. You know, I'm a superhuman. But right. you got to be a little more conscious about these things. A thousand percent. Yeah. What do you have any other pet peeves before we keep the train a moving? I I don't think I do. Okay. You don't strike me as a very pet peevey type of person in general. You have a very easygoing vibe about you. Yeah, but a very you know, I feel like if I were to describe your your aura, your pace, I would say paddleboarding. You know what I mean? That's that's the kind of the vibe I'm getting. You know the you know the people that like ride the surfboards on like uh yes, yeah, just kinda just kinda moving along, enjoying the weather, you know. I don't want to get I I do not get paddleboarding. I really fucking don't. Fuck you, Michael. You live in the (laughs) It makes a I'm gonna go out in the ocean and stand up and move slowly. I mean, give me a break. We've always We've always wondered why uh, you've been in the saltwater crocodiles. You live in the middle of the fucking country. None of the, all, all this stuff is for Which would tell you that I know where to spend my time when I go to the ocean is the point. I'm not going to waste my time fucking paddleboarding, okay? Sorry you if you paddle like paddleboarding. You don't paddleboard, paddleboard in the ocean. There. You don't paddleboard in the ocean. You can paddleboard anywhere there's water, I think. Sure you can. Let's move on. I bogged this down. It was a terrible <laughs> metaphor. Let's chalk it up to a mistake. Okay. Question number two. <laughs> Best and worst tips. Now, of course, these can be monetary. I want to hear about when you were at trashy little AJ's as a cocktail waitress and somebody just, you know, overly flirting with you, gave you an insane tip, right? But, Michael, please explain that this is not just monetary tips. 
Yeah, we do like the monetary tips, but this could also be like a gift or something that a guest brought in and left with you. It could even be like a piece of advice that they left with you that really stuck with you. I wish that I had a customer that gave me some like life altering advice. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> with the type of establishment that I was working at. I think the best and worst at the same time was and I want to preface this as like the establishment was like the rules that we had did not apply and we were crazy. So there was a St. Patty's day. Is this at AJ's or at uh, painted oh, lady? Pop 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 okay. okay. So I was, I was only, let's not ask about AJ's anymore because okay. <laughs> I was only there for like probably a month and a half before gotcha bar asked me to be a bartender and i was like oh i'm not gonna wait to like move up to be a bartender at this place right. this place is like the main guy and they're asking you pulled the parachute cord you you moved up in the world smart girl so all right. so uh pot, uh st patty's day was one of the like craziest holidays that we had we had the green beer and the whatever and i remember it was so out of pocket there were like a zillion people out there and this one guy gave me a hundred dollar bill i put it in my back pocket instead of putting it in the tip jar and my manager in the middle of this bacchanalia basically came out and was like i i watched you from the camera put that fucking tip in your back in your oh, back and I was like, oh, that was the first time I ever got ever got caught from the camera or anything. And like, <laughs> it was like not an establishment where like the rules were the rules. Like none of that yeah. ever happened. And I was like, I remember feeling some type of like su like superiority complex that the guy next to me was not doing as much as I was doing. And I was like, this is my tip. And I so did you guys you guys split tips at at Bellies? Yeah, there were probably like, I want to say like 10 to 12 different stations at this bar. It was like a whole tiki setup where there was like a fuck ton of different like little bar setups. So in between like two of us at this little tiki top, yeah, we were splitting. And I remember the guy kept like running around and he wasn't at the bar much and I was doing mostly everything. And in my head, I also want to say this too. We were never, ever sober anytime that we were working. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's about par for the course for the college bar, right? Yeah. Not even one second. Like, not even one second. So, yeah, I was in my head. Like, they could put it in my back pocket. And then my manager ran out. And he was like, I just watched you take that in your back pocket. And I was like, well, here it is. And he um, threatened to fire me and then never did. Uh, and, and I think the next, like the best tip I ever got was I was working FAMU homecoming. FAMU was also in okay. Tallahassee. Yeah, and yeah. I got like full on blunts, like rolled blunts. As a tip. Whoa. Which I would say is like arguably one of the best tips I ever yeah. got. Now, <laughs> I have gotten the, I have gotten the weed tips so many times. I've gotten entirely too many drug tips. Like, Hey, can you count my drinks and like, here's a bag of something, have fun, right? Like that happens often, but rarely do they, do they give it to me already rolled and ready to go. Yeah, I mean, the, already only rolled. Other, the only other tip you need is a lighter, you know? Uh, <laughs> I mean, that is, and maybe a portable speaker. And then let's like, let's get this. Kind of whatever we needed behind the bar. Like you did. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. 
that's pretty good. Now, when you, when you good. say you say blunts plural, so I mean, how many are we talking here? Well, he I know that for sure. I can picture it vividly in my head. He gave me two. Blunts. Just two straight up uns not not like not like roaches unsmoked untouched rolled blunts. Here you go, bartender. Yes. Damn. And did you just did you just for a moment you're like I fucking love this job. I fucking love I fucking love this job. I had already loved. I had already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah that's a there. we smoked it then and there yeah that no. is that is crazy that is now, a classic I, I do love that tip that's great but i do also want to ask is it kind of weird that your manager caught that on video you know what i mean that just seems it's like was he watching you already i mean was there a reason or you know it just but seemed I, kind I of strange and that, can i interject on this one and I'm, I'm sorry, Steph, the exact same scenario happened to me once, right? We opened up this new bar here in Baltimore. I was one of the, I was, uh, one of the bar managers. It was like our second week in business, and we were so busy, right? Because we're new, right? So everybody's coming to try us out. So similar like your St. Patty's Day story where it's nuts. It's mayhem in there. And I was moving so quickly that I, I'm like bussing a table and talking to somebody and direct somebody somewhere else and i just grabbed cash that was sitting on the table and just put it in my apron just like all kind of one fell swoop as i'm I'm doing things and i remember running back to the bar and totally forgetting it was in my apron for a good like hour and a half two hours right and when i found it i was like boom right in the tip bucket no problem the end of that night my manager calls me into the office and, he, and I'm, you know, I'm thinking we're just going to shoot the shit. Cause I'm one of the, I'm one of the bar managers. I think we're just talking. I'm like, yeah, man, crazy night. We made a lot of money. It's like, yeah, you know, at uh, seven o'clock, I saw you take that money off that table and put it in your apron. Now he <laughs> didn't fuck? see, he, he didn't see me two hours. Of course. He didn't see of me course. Two yeah. hours later, put it in there. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm like scatterbrained. I was moving too fast. I put it in the tip jar I swear to God, he was like, oh, okay, okay, yeah. He's like, I just wanted to make sure you weren't trying to do something shady. And I asked him, why were you watching me? Because that's like, that is a very, that's a very quick little moment to catch. And I, I assume it's the same as Steph, right? Here's the 100, puts it in her pocket. How could you be timing it to watch me right at that moment? Unless you were watching, unless you were like fucking watching me. And he he actually, his answer flattered me. I thought it was going to be something really insulting. He was like, he's like, man, it was just so busy. And I just couldn't take my eyes off you. You were like flying around the restaurant every time that like another server had missed something or like somebody needed something. You were like diving in like you were on Baywatch or something to save the situation. He goes, it was, it was honestly impressive. And I was like, oh, thanks, man. <laughs> and he goes, and then that happened. I was like, what the fuck? So, All right, so maybe Steph, what, what did your manager say or what's your theory on how that transpired? I think Steph was killing it. I think she was working so hard. She was doing I mostly was. everything and the, he couldn't that. take his eyes off her. He's like, damn, that's Steph. She's a hard worker. Wait a second. <laughs> I will that say that I, I would love to say that he was watching me because of that. I think that he was watching because of all the other people. Like I'm pretty, there was a time that, he, they brought on jiggers. You guys know what jiggers are. No. Yeah. Can you explain what that is? <laughs> Shut up, Michael. 
<laughs> like a bigger is like that. Um, Steph, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. What podcast do you think you're on right now? Come on. You know? <laughs> I don't know your sense of humor yet until right now. So. Uh, okay. Always sarcastic and generally rude. Okay. That's oh, my sense of humor. Some, sometimes blackout. But yes. they, they like tried to implement that for like a second, like while we were at the height of everything, and it's like you have to measure like, everything. Yeah, grimy ass fucking bar. Like no one is actually paying attention to how much, you know, they're pouring in the drink, whatever. So it was like yeah. around that time that they were like, quality control. We're going to be yeah, like breathing over everybody's necks. And mm. honestly, like a total fluke. I felt I was like it was in the middle of the day, like hours had passed like there had been hella motherfuckers drinking the green beer by this time like there had been no way that i should have been caught out but i feel like he just like randomly looked up at the thing and it just had to be a fluke like mm-hmm. oh right at that time i yeah. don't know perfect storm <laughs> what are the odds well that 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 is a good one do you have any more for this category i don't think that i do okay you are you are just Going through this thing with ease, right? slicing and dicing. We got to make this a little harder for her right now because this is way too easy. All right, only, question. Only question number three. Oh, hold on. That's there we a, go. That's so nice. I had my, my finger on it. I kind of muted it. Yeah, look, it's my little bell. We we've only integrated this in like the last couple shows. I, I haven't told, I haven't really told Mike yet, but Mike, I'm building a mount that'll sit off of this so oh, that I can just, it'll be right in front of the microphone. I don't have to hold you it. Just like make, what you should do is you should get a custom, Amazon. you get a custom hat where it's like right on the, oh, the brand. Oh, that would be great too. Hat. Just right and up just here. Ding. Yeah. Just right yeah. on the front, right, <laughs> yeah. right on the front of my hat. I would so also, ridiculous. I really do. I really oh, would wow. love like a, I really would love a big bell, like a, just a fucking Big, big. Ding. It's not the same. It's not the I know, same. I know. This is the service bounce. It literally exactly. is. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. perfect. But all right. Question number three. Worst drink orders. Okay. Now, Mike, tell her what this question has become because it's more than just worst drinks. Yeah, th- we can attack this from a few different angles here. So this can be like the worst drinks that like you hated to make. Uh, originally, when we came up with this question, it was basically like the worst drink orders from a customer. Like, you know, somebody orders something, you kind of roll your eyes and silently judge them. Uh, but this could also, it's even evolved into the worst drink that another bartender has ever made for you. Okay. I think I can go about it a couple of ways. Okay. I think the worst, well, okay. So in college, when I worked at Pods, I was in this, I was an English major. And I had this class that was like, you have to get a job or get an internship somewhere. And for that job slash internship, you have to write like a thousand slash words or whatever it is for. But it can be any, any type of job or internship. Correct. And okay. I already had my job at POTS. So I was right. like, hmm, let me just integrate what I'm already doing. Because we had to write at that time, like Facebook was super huge and as a bartender, we were asked to and pretty much had to write like promotional statuses to come out to the bar that night. So mm, we'd have okay. to come, out, come up with like some creative shit as our status for people like to come out, whatever. So I had this class and I decided to make 
a blog that was called the Potbelly's Post. Instead of oh, like cool. coming up with going out and getting a new job or whatever, I was already a bartender. So I made a blog that was called the Potbelly's Post. This is, ki- this is kind of like your uh, media uh, origin story. I mean, now you're doing your own podcast, but it kind of started with the, the, the Potbelly Post, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I was editing, writing, and media major. And I've, yeah, I've always been into the media. When I was uh, in middle school, I was the anchor for the school news. I used to do traffic oh, awesome. speech and like win speech competitions. I've always like loved public speaking. And, yeah. But so anyway, there was, there was, no, 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 there was a, because I'm going off, but there was a post that I made that was literally called, it, the title was, what is a coconut bomb? Question mark. Like, why are you asking me this dumb shit? Why are you coming up to the bar saying what your mixer is before what the what the liquor is? Because I can't hear you, so I need to know what the actual drink is. <laughs> so, so, so literally, the issue is that people instead of saying rum and coke are saying coke and rum. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> if somebody orders a soda and vodka, you're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Did you get dropped <laughs> on your head today? Yes. Yeah. That's what I'm saying is like a bitch. Like, don't you know? I think the worst thing ever is like, surprise me. That's mm. the worst shit ever is like, surprise me. I'm like, bitch, you think that I know what your taste buds want? No. Yeah, absolutely. Or like something fruity. I will judge you. See, it's funny because Steph, you even said before you came on the show tonight that you were a little nervous because you've been you haven't bartended in a while. You're hitting all the notes. Uh, this is yeah. this is classic. Give me something fruity, you know. Surprise me. I mean, these slogans are on T-shirts now because they're so ubiquitous in in the scene. So you, that's you perfect. So. You have introduced a new one though, and, it be, and mm-hmm. it's similar to one we've heard before. So a, a very classic bartender um, worst drink for this category has been give me a Tito's and vodka, right? Mm-hmm. They, they say their drink of choice and then they have like a, they have just a, a, a brain fart and they never say their mixer. They just repeat what that is. They say kind of a Tito's yeah. and vodka. And um, it's and I funny. Think- it, I don't mean to cut you off, but it's funny no, how out of all the ways that that could happen in ordering a drink, Tito's and vodka is it. That's the one. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the uh, comedian Sam Morell. Sam Morell, he's hilarious, but he's at a show. show. Yeah. So he's at a show and some lady's heckling him and he starts getting into it. And he even, he's like, he's like, what are you drinking? And she's like, Tito's and vodka. So it's just funny that you just hear that one over and over again. So anyway, I didn't mean to cut you off. No wonder she's heckling him because she's drinking double vodka. Um, With no, with no, with no soda in it, but no, that's a great one. Right. So. How does this, po- how did the post expand? So you were just like, what is a Coke and rum? And then just kind of did, did you add to it as you were hearing, you know, you kept hearing these stupid I'll, orders from people? I'll certainly like send you guys the, the blog post, the post. later. Oh yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll put it up. We'll put it up on our Instagram. Uh, for yeah, your awesome. Yeah. A long ass time ago, but I mean, nothing really came from it. It was just like me just like going off pretty much, you know, like give us a little bit of your rant. The exact question that you're asking is like me going off being like, I'm so fucking annoyed that you guys don't know how to order a drink. (laughs) (laughs) And and this, and this kind of comes from being in a volume bar where it's, it's a college bar, super loud. So so rum and Coke, that's the point. Rum and Coke, even if you don't hear 
all the words perfect, you get it. But Coke and rum throws you for a loop. Well, that's that's like one of the lines that I wrote in the thing is like, it's already so goddamn loud that I can't hear a thought in my own head. You're saying Coke first, and I have no Mm. idea what you said second. Yeah. Well, and this is also like, that is a new one. That is a new one. (laughs) This is also like, um, one of the great things about college is for so many people. I know for myself, it was the first time I was in an environment where, uh, there was diversity by like location. So many people from so many different areas, right? Like I get, I get to Morgantown and there's a kid on my floor from California. There's one from Alaska, one from Louisiana, Arkansas, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, right? So it was the first time I'm spending like a lot of time with people from all these different areas. And that was kind of the fun, especially a freshman year of talking about like, oh, you do this different, you do that different. You have these little sayings, these little different kind of colloquialisms from your area. But, you know, when you do something dumb like that, you start to look somebody in the eyes and be like, who taught you how to order a drink? Where are you from that they order a drink like that? Because it's bullshit. Please go back there. Um, no, that, that's hilarious. So. Any other any other worst drinks? I have to imagine you've gone out, you've ordered a, a drink, a cocktail, maybe at one of the nicer dinners, and it has not quite come out up to par. I want to hear about like a worst drink that a bartender's made for well, you. It's pretty hard to fuck up a vodka soda. You know? It is, but it can be done. And when I was a bartender, I was not a mixologist by any means. Like there was no making of any type of beautiful drink. It was like a vodka soda a whiskey coke or whatever you were getting a coke whiskey yeah gotcha yeah, yeah, correct <laughs> <laughs> it's probably like the worst thing that anybody's brought to me it's like i love a good dirty martini i love mm. a good martini um bringing something out that's like actually completely just vodka or just gin which actually is like a dirty martini but without any of the little yeah without the dirty yeah it just yeah, missing an entire part of the drink missing the in- entire part of the drink i would say that would be the only thing that i can like, think of right now but bartending like back in the day we did used to do these bar shots which would be whatever was left over the bar bat shot yeah. yeah yeah we call that now, a who, jersey who did- call that a jersey turnpike no, no, no. Jersey Turnpike is when you spit in a cup oh, and that's throw when it you in spit in a glass and throw it at somebody. I can't. <laughs> no, <Yeah>. like <laughs> whatever was left over in the bar mat. Right. Okay. But yeah. yeah, but so, so who, so Steph, who got these shots though? Who's drinking this? Like at the bar, if we were like fucking around with each other, like we're not, we're not getting into hazing part, but whenever we would fuck around with each other or somebody would like lose something like that was the drink that you would get. Was, that like, was the penalty. Yeah. That was the penalty. It was like, okay. Whatever nasty ass shit is left over in the, what is it? Like rubber format. Yeah. That didn't happen to me a lot, but it happened. To me I was going to say, Steph, how many times, <laughs> how many times did you have to pay the penalty? I rarely pay the penalty. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right, those are, those are, those are solid. The last, and by the way, it happened to a lot of people. And I was yes. Like, who was, who was, give me a name. Give me a name. Who was the one that just every shift, this guy, this guy, or girl was fucking up, had to drink. Basically is just slurping the bar mat. Matt Keaton. Matt, <laughs> Matt, <laughs> Matthew. 
Matt, I, I, I'm worried about you, kiddo. I, I hope you're still breathing out there wherever you may be. Oh, Lord. Well, look, if we ever do get to break bread together, whether it's down in Tampa, up here in Baltimore, uh, out in Kansas, this guy right here is the king of the dirty martini. And he's going to be modest, but he makes a, an exceptional dirty martini. That's why our logo is the Dirty right? Martini. That's oh. yeah, my, Mikey Dukes right here. I'm telling you, he makes I, he is one still my favorite Dirty Martini I've ever had. I, he makes I, them I, I drink dinner. them even better than I make them. Let me tell you. <laughs> Do you make it typically with vodka or gin? Gin, of course. Yep. Still shaking though. But I'm sure he would make it gin. an exception for a vodka gin. gal. I, yeah, I take it. I, I take it. You're a vodka, vodka martini. Well, I, I want to say I want to say something that like I I picked this off of anxiety. My drink I picked it off of like full on like I don't know what else to say. I'm just gonna pick this right now. <laughs> goes at home. It yeah, wouldn't be like it's good. That's one, fine. Like <laughs> it wouldn't be like the one thing that I would like absolutely choose. Like I would love to have a gin martini for me. But it's but it's but it's like you said, you got to pick those times. You know, you're not going out to a high volley bar. You know, I'll tell you the story another time of when I went to the college bar and ordered a dirty martini and got an abomination in a glass. So you do have to pick, yes, you know, you got to be smart about where you're ordering those. Exactly. Yeah. We've had yeah. And, and keep in mind, Steph, we've had more than a few people come on this show. Okay. Who their signature drink was a can of Miller Lite. Okay. Another girl who's near and dear to my heart, Brie Lowry, shout out. One of the baddest. Dirty bad. fucking Kool-Aid. <laughs> Dirty Kool-Aid. A fucking Tito's with just a Kool-Aid packet in it. That's what she drinks. No, so she, look, the squirt, whatever, the squirt bottle. Fruit yeah, smack. She uses the it's Mia, just a fruit smack. The Mia. And look, so whatever your go-to is, that's cool. Um, when we first ever started the show, the first episode was me interviewing Mike. And his drink was the dirty martini. So we've already kicked it off with that. But everybody does it different. Some people come in and go super bougie, which we love. It's great to try really um, uh, thoughtfully crafted cocktails. But honest to God, I'm one of those guys that I'll drink a $30 insane handcrafted cocktail at some bar in New York. And I'm down to get down on some Natty Light and shotgun some beers, drink whiskey out the bottle. No problems. So we, we want the whole spectrum for our I, listeners and our bar, the, barflies. I'm the spectrum, though. Like, I'm the spectrum, yeah. too. Like, I will drink literally everything. I have no yeah. preference. Like, not picky at all. <laughs> well, that's that's except for if it's coming out of a bar mat. All right. Yeah. Question <laughs> number four. Mike, you want we're to getting, tear up for this one? Yeah, we're getting pretty good. We're syncing it up. I know if you're just listening to the audio, you can't see it, but our banners are coming in perfectly. Hey, hey guys, try video it. sometime. Go to YouTube. Oh, Go to our well, website here's the here's the post. problem. We actually have to release the video. That, oh, that's <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah. That's that's part of it's it. All right. all right. One day, one day, all, all the barflies are going to wake up, and forty videos are just going to be on YouTube. Exactly. That's, and like, and you know what? That's exactly how it's going to happen. Go ahead, Absolutely. people. Go crazy. We'll just put it all off until one weekend, then it'll all be up. All right, so question number four, ultimate mistakes and fuck-ups. So these can be yours or your coworkers or even another bartender or server you've seen out in the wild somewhere. We just really want to hear about somebody crashing and burning. I don't know if I have, like, a crash and burn story, but 
I will say, like, the biggest fuck up that I've seen from, like, friends and shit is when someone has, when patrons have a tab open at the end of the night and they didn't sign it. And I've watched so many people mm. add their own drinks and their own tips to the like the credit card at that. Oh, moment. you mean you mean like a coworker is adding their own drinks to this person's tab? Oh no, I mean like a coworker is adding nothing that even was drank to the tab. Like just, to just adding oh. more drinks. Whoa. That's some dirty shit right there. <laughs> Closing it out and putting a tip on it. Yes. Well, because if they uh, if they leave it there, then it's like automatic twenty five percent gratuity or something. Yes, right. like well, and like I said at the beginning of this, like I wanted to preface like the establishment is like not like fucking like sure. It's not like, this is this is somebody taking advantage of, of an like, opportunity, right? What it's just like a fucking college bar that like everything mm-hmm. is happening at like all. Who even knows who makes the rules or what's happening? It was like. If someone left something open and there was like like tabs left open, everyone that I was around was like adding certain drinks and certain things to it and then adding a tip on top of it because it wasn't closed out. <laughs> that's, Never- so that, that's, that's fucked up, obviously, but it's also a really good lesson for the people who are leaving their cards at the bar. Damn straight. Because Damn if straight. They, got, they got to a point where they were drunk enough to leave an open tab, they're not yeah. even going to remember if those drinks got ordered or not. Correct. Correct. And that was something that I learned from my coworkers, something that I learned from me. They all right, Steph, training today is how to get your tip totals up. The first thing you're going to want to do is try to get a customer drunk. The second thing you want to do is try to get them out the door. The third thing you want to do anybody was trying to drink so yeah. easy for people to okay. do it that nobody ever like came back and said anything about it. But I Yeah, I'm just I'm just I'm just going to say these these three thousand dollar, you know, three night stints are making a lot more sense now. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> You you take with you take whatever you will. Yeah, play the, <laughs> right, right, right. Smart, smart. Uh, we always like to, uh, you know, that's actually a perfect transition to our next question, because we always like to say protect the innocent and the guilty, especially the guilty. And what a segue that is to question number five: health code violations. <laughs> now. You worked in a fucking college town. Not just any college town, Tallahassee. It's Florida. It's hot. It's muggy. It's a fucking nasty-ass college bar where I assume that if you licked the juice off the floor from the spilled drinks at the end of the night, you would automatically contract, you know, 17 sexually transmitted diseases then immediately die. So I want to hear – I want to hear – at a bar in Morgantown, they used to call it slut juice. Uh, it was what was left on the floor at the end of the night. Um, I want you to tell us about some of the health code violations you have seen in your service industry career. Aside from the bar shots that we used to take. Yeah. Yes, right aside on. from those. And and please, again, protect the innocent. And the guilty. I'm innocent in my eyes, still proving guilty. There, I would there it is. say that 
uh, there was one time I remember like specifically, like vividly in my head, it was game day. And one of my friends um, busted his hand open on a beer bottle, like total like annihilation, like blood curdling everywhere. And I was at a packed ass bar, like packed, packed game day. Insane. He's like, step my fucking shit is fucked up. And I wrapped up, I took my bar towel out of the back of my pocket, wrapped his hand up, and I like held it on, t- like held it up while I, with my other hand, like opened a beer and- Oh my God. So you're still, you're still serving drinks and tending to wounded coworkers. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> really, like not like uh, within the health code. Like that was like not. No. That no, was no. like the one thing that I thought about. I was like, it's... I genuinely like made like a hospital scenario out of what you're happening, and like I remember like holding a little hand tourniquet, yeah, on the fly. One, one hand being like, yeah, but I'm still not gonna stop like popping open this corona, like. <laughs> So what happened to that guy? He keeps a thousand percent of health code violation. <laughs> well, no doubt. And it's not even your own blood. I mean, you know, come on, that's one thing. But um, what happened to that guy? Did he, he I imagine he stayed and worked his shift, right? No, no, he was a patron. He was my friend. Oh, oh shit. Okay. That puts a whole side. different spin. He was on the other side. So hold on. Oh my God. So I had, I, the way I was picturing this is that he was behind the bar with you and you're yeah, now you know. guys are almost like crab shuffling behind the bar, but you're saying that no. this guy has reached. So his arm is reaching over the bar. You're holding, you're holding the tourniquet on his hand as you're still bartending with your other free arm. <laughs> what the fuck? Dude? I, I, I respect the, the perseverance. I do. I Listen, know. like it was my friend. He was like, "Stuff, I don't know what to do about this." And I was like, "Here, I got you," because like I'm just like that caring person anyway. And then I'm like, "But also, I have like a bunch of shit to tend to." So yeah, I'm like, "Hold your shit," while I also do this too. It so worked. How, moving, how many drinks did you moving serve? him up and down? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah right. That's just pull, pulling him up and down the bar, as, like, as like, a, like almost like one of those rolling ladders in a library. Are you just kind of like pulling him up and down the bar as you're making things? Well, he, did. he was like, I made him come behind. I was like, <laughs> he was standing in front of me, and I was like, you like literally walk behind me right now and stand behind the bar so that I can like continue doing my shit. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. So where where's the Jesus. manager watching the camera at this point? I mean, he caught the hundred dollars. That was the only fucking time, Mike, that he ever watched a camera was when I put the fucking hundred in my back pocket. Yeah, we could we could use some help down here, dickweed. You know, <laughs> the entire time that I worked there, no one was ever checking. Yeah, crazy. That's so great. Mike's Mike's question was better than mine. How many drinks did you then deliver while you were playing nurse at the same time? I can't say for sure. Like I would Can I say give me give me give me a ballpark? I mean at least ten. Okay. That's Very determination. You, know you get a golf club. <laughs> you get a golf club for that one. Very nice. Very nice. I, That's impressive. I wish that I had like I wish that I could show you guys what it used to look like. Oh, oh. Steph. Steph, listen to me. You're talking about my dream. I have dreamed about this for years. I wish that I had access to the security footage from every place 
I've ever bartended and served because I want to put together my bartender highlight reel. Just those nights where I'm just like every move is perfect and like I'm I'm just executing at such a high level. I and maybe nobody will watch it. They'll have like two YouTube views, and that's gonna be me and my mom. But I'm <laughs> telling you, I think it would be. I, I've always wanted to go back and be like, let's play my greatest hits because there were some nights where I was not great. Not on my game, but there were some nights where I was a fucking wizard back there. And you can feel them when they're happening. So that, just, that would you'd, be. You'd, you'd have to end it with your blooper reel, though, too. Yeah. I wanna, that's what I would definitely want to watch. What, what's that famous song? You know that one where it's like. Betty Hill? Yes, Betty Hill for every blooper reel. That's how I end it. But that one would definitely go on yours. No, yes. Pour yourself up another one. It's perfect timing. We're actually going to take a quick halftime break. Steph has been making easy work of this gauntlet. We're going to take a little break here. We'll come back from halftime with a few more questions for her. See you in a minute, Barflies. Welcome back, Barflies. What a halftime it was. Psych! Just fucking kidding. It's still halftime. And you know why it's still halftime? Because you motherfuckers, you hit that goddamn skip button, all the fucking post-production work that Michael does for you, you hit that skip button, and you go right in the second half of the gauntlet, and you don't appreciate the wonderful executive producers that are they're putting their hard-earned money on the line to support us and bring you this unbelievable motherfucking podcast. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to listen to the names of these special people that Mike's about to read, okay? And their drink of choice. You know why? Because they're not just barflies. They are the executive motherfucking producers for this episode. This free content that's going into your fucking ear hole right now. <laughs> so listen up. And by the way, if you do want to be an executive producer, get your name and your drink of choice. Shout it out during halftime. All you got to do is leave a tip on PayPal under the Bartender Rant Podcast at gmail.com. Mike, take it away. Yeah, that was great. I'm actually really glad we didn't write anything for that. You motherfuckers need to be listening. These people are fucking bringing the show to you. All right. First of all, we got Big Daddy Mike with his 7-7 seven and seven and maraschino cherry. Uh, not a very manly drink, but a manly man. Uh, we also have Chandler. And why don't I have her fucking thing here? What was her goddamn drink? Chandler, I am so sorry. We're going to have to re-record this at some time. Chandler, heard card game. She's been a huge supporter of the show for the longest time. For some reason, I don't have her drink written down. Oh, fucking brass monkey. That funky monkey. That's what it is. All right. Then we got Leah go. Grace. Leah Grace from the infamous uh, Vegas bar crawl. Uh, Leah Grace, in the old fashioned. What a fucking gem that woman is. We had such a great huge time supporter. with her. She is, so she has truly been a huge supporter and just a wonderful person. We can't wait to see her again the next time we're we're in uh when in Vegas. Then we got Brandon from the bartenders, uh, daiquiri and car bombs. He didn't want us to say car bombs because of PC bullshit. Steve and I say, fuck that PC bullshit. Blow it up. Car bombs, motherfucker. But of course, the daiquiri in the coupe glass. Brandon's also, one of Brandon's favorite. Also, Brandon, I'm sorry we had a Florida State girl on the show. Okay. <laughs> and then we got uh, Leo Larch from Paris. Well, he's not from Paris. He's from Brazil. But Paris, France is where he's currently staying. He likes to enjoy himself a nice grasshopper. Leo has also been a great supporter of the show, and we really, really appreciate that. Then we got the one and only Javier, again from the infamous Vegas bar run, uh, bar crawl, and Dactyl oh, Death. Daiquiri, we know exactly what Javier's drinking. Um, and yeah, I'd actually like to have another one of those because that fucking Dr. Bird really kicks your ass. And then last 
but not least, we got Regina Grace, who we're going to be getting to see here in September in Baltimore in person and finally get her on the show. Once again, has been a huge supporter, huge listener of the show. Um, and we love her, even though her drink of choice is a draft netty light and a hot malort in a You're a bad person. Blue. I don't care what, what Mike the, says. But, I don't yeah, care what Mike says about you. This. You're a bad person. We're going to have to drink this in September. So I don't, I don't, hopefully I like it. I don't know. If you bring Malort to my home, I will lock you up. Um, <laughs> but seriously, guys, thank you, thank you so much, for all of you, for listening along. We love doing this podcast. It's so much fun. But seriously, thank these people. They're, they're actually helping us, and, and a little bit goes a long way. You know, It helps us pay for our subscriptions. If you guys want to get your name on an episode, you can join our Patreon, or you can just drop, drop us a buck or two on our uh, Gmail account. But either way, we just appreciate, appreciate you listening, and we just want to keep fucking doing the show because it's too much goddamn fun. No doubt. Okay. Now pinch off those shits, finish up those darts, refresh those drinks, and now back to the show. How we doing, Barflies? Did you miss me? Did you miss Mike? Did you miss Steph with an F? I'm sure I bet you did. did. <laughs> they fucking did. Of course they did. Because you the bomb. And it has been an, a seamless first half of the gauntlet. Can't wait to get in the second half. Generally speaking, this is where some people stumble. These are the harder questions. These are the ones where we're really going to hold your feet to the fire. But before we do, I have a compliment I'd like to give you. And I have a, a separate non-gauntlet related question that I need to ask. Okay? So first, the compliment. Could you do me a favor and hold up the cup that you're drinking out of again? Just... For anybody viewing on, on video. Nice little tumbler, tumbler, classic tumbler, clear. She's got her little Buccaneers logo on it, lid in a straw, right? We all got our tumblers. Look, I got my little Yeti right here with our, our gauntlet, you know, rip ticket sticker on the side. Steph, I really want to compliment you for not being a basic bitch and drinking out of a Stanley cup like every other fucking white girl in America right now. <laughs> I am sick. Listen, the three biggest things that you can do to just be a basic ass bitch right now is like get Taylor Swift tickets, um, you know, have your own TikTok channel and drink out of a Stanley Cup. Like those are the three on the bingo card. And I'm just so happy that you are not one of these fucking motherfuckers paying $90 for a double walled Stanley Cup drinking apparatus. Are you about to tell I'll me? Say you I will one? never do that. Ah. I'll be buying tickets to the Taylor Swift concert. Okay. Oh, there we go. All right. Well, well, but tell heard. us about your TikTok channel. Yes, <laughs> TikTok channels. <laughs> I will say that I the, I only made one for the Festival Talk podcast. Yeah. yeah, I don't have one like on my own. I made one for Festival Talk, and I made it last year. I haven't even posted anything in 2023. Mm -hmm. I just like made it last year of like a bunch of the shit that all my friends have been doing at the festivals and yeah, whatever. No, it is. Yeah. TikTok's that's perfect different. for what you're yeah, promoting. You're though. promoting your pod. That's different. Yeah, Steve, I'm just, Steve I'm just and I were Steve and I were free of social media for years until we started this podcast. Mm -hmm. And yeah. now we have to have an Instagram and all this stuff. And dragging. I remember, I remember exactly why I deleted all that shit in the first place. So. <laughs> no, it's it, it. actually is so fucking annoying to be honest. Like it I, rots the brain. It rots. Well, the and brain. also, I didn't realize that Instagram was really just a an advertisement platform for OnlyFans. I didn't realize that until uh, we got Instagram again. That's what it fucking is. You go to search somebody and all that comes up is just like Instagram models tits, and tits you know. and ass, 
Mike, Fuck, Mike, you do know, Mike, you know, Mike, Mike, you do know, Mike, Mike, you do know, Mike, it's algorithm based. So yeah, that's what I was going to say. Does not, doesn't come no. up for me. So. No, of course it doesn't. Look, I've clicked on some of them to criticize them, obviously. But I'm telling you right now, God's honest truth. Whenever we first got the Instagram, they were pushing that shit on me. I swear to fucking God. That, that stuff just... It, they were pushing it. I'm telling you. And yes, Mike, I clicked Mike, on some. I am a weak man. I, I don't Mike, know what to tell you. Mike, it's red, fuck, it's we're, we're, we're red-blooded American men, okay? There's nothing wrong with being attracted to I mean, these look, some of these uh, influencers, that's why they're on there. They're trying to get they're trying to get eyes and screen time. I am gonna tell you that to some degree you're right. They're gonna deliver you things based on who you are to try I was, to get your attention. I was I was but blown I promise away. They were like, right oh, now, you check. You checked mail on your on Mike, your profile. Mike, Here you I go. I promise you, Mike. I promise you right now, you're digging us a hole because there is an algorithm-based search tool. Anyway, let's keep it moving before we somehow get ourselves in a, in trouble. Most um, of, most of the time, it's just like fine art and and yes, prose yeah. and stuff. That's classical music. Yeah, you know, exactly. um, good housekeeping. Um, yeah. You know, home home and garden, shipping yeah, container exactly. builds. But every now and then, the every now and then, a booty like, slips in there, and it's not. Oh, bad. that was All damn right. booties! <laughs> Darn you, lumps and humps. Um, okay, before we get back into the gauntlet, the other question we need to ask you, and I am terrified because you're from New Richie, Newport Richie, right? Newport Richie, Florida, yeah. west coast of Florida. You live in Tampa. You went to. You went to Florida State. You're Tallahassee She's a, a sorority girl. I'm so worried what your answer to this question is going to be, but I think I already know it. Steph, ranch or blue cheese? Ranch. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. I had a no shame. There's no shame. I will say that I fucking love blue cheese, too. Thank mm. God. Thank God. That's what I was really worried about. We are trying I, to weed out these ranch listen, onlys. Okay. Yeah, no. I mean, it started as blue cheese. Like, oh, really? We're we're not we're not partial to either one, in my personal opinion. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm not picky on. I'm super not picky when it comes to food. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, ranch or blue cheese, and also it depends on like what you're trying to dip it in. Like, don't the can't wings? Any like ranch blue cheese, like wings? Okay, so wings, yeah. Wings. I'm gonna have to order both. That's fair. Okay. That's fair. What's what's a blue cheese only item dipping for you? Zara, is there something that you're like, that's gotta be a blue cheese? Hmm. Well, I guess that really just depends on the mood. But oh, I'm, okay. So it's mood based too. What Got about it? blue what about blue cheese stuffed olives in your dirty gym martini? Absolutely every fucking time. Okay. All right. Well, thank God. And that's why we ask these questions. I, yeah. I, and I didn't mean, I didn't mean to profile you. I think some of you know <laughs> well, the, the truth. They call it they call it sorority sauce. You ask me any fucking question, I'll well, be real. Mike, Mike's right. They do call it sorority sauce. And really, at the end of the day, I think that the heartland of of ranch is somewhere in the Midwest or in the plains. You know, it's Middle America that really drowns themselves in the ranch bucket. But Florida's always, you know. There's the, there's the like the Florida man vibe where I feel yeah, I was like gonna say, I bet you could look up right now on Google and find a like criminal case where ranch was involved in Florida. Florida okay? man drowns his neighbor in ranch. And then exactly. Drinks, drinks that story. That story is on there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. All right. You guys didn't see that. <laughs> yeah. 
It happened in in, in New in New uh, in New Port Richie yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Yesterday. All right. Let's get back into the show. Question number six, Steph. This is going to be ratchet and crazy customers. Okay. Go. Now, these can be the customers acting wild, acting a fool, but. Michael, explain. It's more than just that. Yeah, we've we've had to expand this category. So we also want to talk about memorable customers. So somebody who left an impact on you. It doesn't have to be a name. Don't get me wrong. We love the crazy ratchet people. <clears throat> but every now and then in this industry, you do run into these people that maybe tug on your heartstrings a little bit. And maybe you just want to give them a little shout out right here. I love that. I appreciate that you went there because I'm typically like I love to highlight the that tear at the heartstrings, but I don't have anybody that tore at my heartstrings. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you got it, some ratchet people though. You do. I already, I already could tell you do. I have a couple of things that I could say here. I have. <laughs> there's one story. There's one time that I that it was super like, kind of like there was no one at the bar except for uh, a social. That was happening in between a sorority and a fraternity. Sure. And uh, there was a, a bathroom right next to the bar that I was working at. And I walked into the bathroom and I saw a bitch with her literal legs up and a man that was doing something to her that I don't want to <laughs> But it was literally right next to my fucking bar. Like I turned my eyeballs and it was like happening right there door was so, open door was not open um it was the point where like you could see through everything like the bathrooms weren't like privacy at all like you could literally see like through all the different stalls what was happening wait what you're gonna have to explain this a little more because i'm having a hard time picturing this in my mind um, so when i walked out okay I know this is, you can't even like explain it. I'm working at the scene. I'm working. Well, I'm just curious about the bathrooms. How can you, how is there no privacy in the bathrooms? She's going to, she's going to explain. Okay. So like, you know where there's like bathrooms where you can like see in between the different stalls. Like it's not that private. You can literally see what's happening. There's no, there's no door on the stall. It's just like a wall. There is a door on the stall, but there's like a little bit of like, um, space in between each stall that you could see what's happening in the other stall. Got like it. you can really see okay. what's happening in between it all. Because okay. it's yeah. a bar. Okay. So I got like you. literally walk out to my right and there's like a girl with her legs up, legs up on the bar on the stall, and a man is having sex with her. So, so can you can you just see just her legs peeking over the top? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I can honestly see the whole thing. Like, like I like saw goddamn like legs up and saw the man also at the same time. Interesting, interesting. I is the, you know I, those again bathrooms where you can like see in between the stalls and then you can also see over and under and like you know what's happening. 
No, I, I don't. I, I can't. I can't picture what you're saying. I'm having a really tough time. Um, are, are you seeing? Are you seeing this from outside of the bathroom? Door, is there a door? Like on he's the gonna bathroom? act it out for us. This girl is up like this, girl. Yeah, yeah, girl, we're with you. We're with you. Girl's up like this. What? What is she on? Is she on a sink? Is she on the toilet? Is she just against the stall? She's up against the fucking like. She's up on the toilet. Like, like the back of the toilet. Okay, I'm toilet. with. Gotcha. And okay. Guys coming at her like this. Right. 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 Yeah. <laughs> right. But, you're having full on sexual intercourse. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate. Listen, I appreciate you bearing with us. And this is probably so many people are going to write and be like, Mike, Steve, you're stupid. This makes perfect sense. Um, here's where I'm actually faltering because I've been in plenty of college crazy bars, and I know the type of bathroom you're talking about, where it's just like. It's not a very private place, right? Like I, I know in the South or especially at West Virginia, a lot of the bathrooms have troughs. It's literally just a bathtub in the middle. And we're mm. all standing there peeing into it, right? There's all types of like lack of privacy. Um, a lot of the, you know, you, you hear about these college bars that there aren't stalls. There's just a toilet just in a room and you can use it or not use it. You're fucking cool. Um, but here's where I'm confused. You're behind the bar. You turn the corner. Is there no door on the actual bathroom? There was. There was. It's. It was. But so it's like proper. But yes, there was a door on it. What I'm saying is like the fucking like in between of each like door and everything above it and underneath it, you could see everything. So are these, so these, are these like the bathroom stalls, like they're individual stalls? Yes, they're individual okay. stalls. Okay, so, and you, you, oh, each one has now its own we door, understand. But, it's, but it's now, not like a full door. Okay. I thought you were, I thought there was like a room that you'd have to walk into and then there's a bathroom. Mm. You're no, 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 this is like a full on public bathroom. Mm, yeah. I got you. I got you. So the stalls are just basically almost like a line of porta pots. You're yeah. in the bar right next to it. You just turn and you're like, motherfucker. There's yeah. he, two two heels up in the air, just Way bouncing, the, flopping back and forth like pool noodles. Yeah. My God! So how does so, that play? How's that yeah, play did, out? Did, they did, get did you let him finish? Or yeah, yeah, I wasn't going in there and fucking like. <laughs> did they I even get in trouble? Did they get tossed? Right? Did they get tossed or did they get in trouble? No, no, no. no. That's how fucking crazy and ratchet the show was. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, all right, we're done. Who's next? Tag me in. That kind of thing. Jesus My Christ! My God. My yeah. God. I could have got that. Ratchet customers or memorable customers, right? Yes. Did you, mm. Didn't I tell you the second half of the gauntlet was harder? Mostly because we are stupid at this point in the first season. <laughs> but um, um, yeah, give us any other well, ratchet customers. That was the ratchet part of the customers. Yes. Um, I think memorable customers was one time it was University of Miami. That we were playing. Oh, yeah. Big at A I had A-Rod at my bar. Whoa. Yeah, because it was University of Miami, and he was yeah, makes sense. Huge tall. booster. Yeah, and there was like a zillion people. That was like something that was memorable. Everybody was like, "Oh my god, A Rod!" I don't even know what he ordered. Like, just like ah. And then you know his teeth as white as they look on TV. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and the the most memorable I think customer that I ever had was Riff Raff. You guys know who Riff Raff is? Yes, unfortunately, I know who Riff Raff is. <laughs> was he around in, in in your college days? So I think that like his thing was that he was around like before my college days, and then mm -hmm. when 
I was in college, there was a, a certain bar that we had, uh, the owners of the bar that I worked at had a separate bar that barely anybody went to, but it was called the Sidebar Theater. And they would have these random people come in and like perform. And there was one time that they were like, oh, Riff Raff is gonna perform at this bar. Put me on at the beginning. And a friend and I, like I said, we were never ever sober every any time that we worked in the bar. So we had Riff Raff come back and he was like, hey, can I get this from you guys? And I said to my manager, I was like, listen, I'm trying to get a picture with Riff Raff. I don't know. And I was like, yo, what's good? Can I get a photo with you? And he said, the only way you're going to take a photo with me is if you give me a bottle of Crown. <laughs> a whole fucking bottle. Okay. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. And so I went up to my manager at the time. His name is Couch. Shout out, Couch. And he was like, no more, Seth. Just fucking give it to him. I'm going to go run in storage real quick, and I'm going to grab a bottle of Crown and take a picture with Riff Raff. Wow. That's a great manager. Very very ambitious on Riff Raff's part. But yes, <laughs> I took a picture with Riff Raff. The, I literally brought him the ball of crown. It did me absolutely no good, just besides like having a cloud. Do you, do you even do you have this picture still? Like, if I were you, I oh would get it. Damn. I would get it blown up and and like framed and hang it over my fireplace in my house. You know, I'd really lean into it like this. Do you really care about Riff Raff like that? No, but that's why it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's, what, um, that's exactly when we, what we when we post your episode can we use that picture as yeah, part I of the i assume obviously the, the edits i had this one photo of us like all holding hennessy and being like family homecoming and then i got uh, asked to take it down and that's <laughs> and, and that was of, of you and the other co-workers at pots uh, oh, that'd be killer too. That would be killer too have, if you don't want. So many. Uh, I have like pictures of us posing behind the bar that I can send you guys. Yeah. What they they yeah. asked you to take that picture down? Yeah, because like at the time it was like, you know, the racism thing. It was like it was family hey. homecoming, and we had a bottle. We had bottles of Hennessy with blunts in our mouths, and we were like, family homecoming, we're ready for you. And that's, then like. That- <laughs> That's maybe not the most family-friendly vibe that the bar wants to put out that weekend. No, right? also yeah, I'm like not gonna like it. It wasn't even like that, and like it wasn't meant to be like that. Yeah, you guys were just having fun, but they're they were yeah, probably yeah. just they were probably overthinking it. That's that's yeah. every well, bar restaurant over. Well, it's also it's also the time that we live in that everything yeah. is over scrutinized to the point that you can take no something that's not offensive and you can turn it into something offensive yeah yeah a thousand percent that's why that's why steve and i are intentionally offensive so that way there's no question in anybody's mind we are trying to be offensive they don't have to nitpick it's just like everything that those guys don't do the whole show just write them off just write them right (laughs) off you know there's no reason to listen that filth i mean that that that's a direct direct quote from our our most dedicated listener my very own dear mother said that to me um all right do you have any more for ratchet and crazy customers uh, I don't think so. I can't believe and that. I, I know, I know. You said riffraff is 
memorable, but I, I'm putting him at Ratchet and fucking crazy. What did well, Alex? Ra- same? Doesn't that go on the same? Yeah. Yeah. Customers? Yeah. Ratchet and memorable. Did he? What did he have Alex- his like? Did he have his sharp teeth in? Yeah, and I was just like so annoyed. I'm like, dog, like you really need a whole bottle of Crown for me to take a fucking yeah. picture with you. But of course, also, also you know, I'm surprised that, that his request was that PG. Honestly, I, I figured it was going to be something much more in- offensive. So I'm surprised that's- that my manager was like, yeah, do it. Yeah, give it to him. Yeah. It's fucking riffraff, man. <laughs> not only that, of all the things that you could pick, right? Of all things you can pick, you pick the official whiskey of NASCAR. Like, dude, come on, shoot a little. His higher. name is riffraff. Fair enough. His Fair enough. name is riffraff. Can you confirm whether Alex Rodriguez smelled like honey, cinnamon, glitter, and Jesus? <laughs> Did he smell like that? Because he looks no. like that's what he smells like. Cannot. No, he didn't. Okay. All right. All right. We'll leave it up to interpretation. Listeners, use the theater of the mind to come up with what Alex Rodriguez may have smelled like that fateful night. Okay, question number seven. Fights, arrests, and fires. Tell us about when shit pops off in the restaurant business. Now, you worked at a busy college bar. I know you got some fight stories for me. I want them. I want them. (laughs) Uh, Okay. There was this time, it was a game day, and... There was a group of fraternity brothers. This guy's, these guys, Pikes, and these guys dealt. And I don't know what the fuck their problem was, but there was a small, small space where I was working at that point in Pop Bellies and Painted. Like I said earlier, there was like 12, 13 different stations you could work at. I was like in one of the smaller stations, and I straight up watched this one group body this other guy like straight up pull him up and knock him the fuck down and like stomp on his fucking face like right jesus christ i have zero idea what it was for i have no idea what it was for but they were acting so goddamn crazy that i saw a lot of that stuff that was like a bunch of like fraternity brothers just like yeah testosterone out of control at the at the College bar, right? Yeah. Dumb, stupid. But I will say the craziest thing that I saw was this girl. She had like one of these stilettos on that was like the longest fucking stiletto that I ever seen in my life, and she like literally kicked some bitch in her head with a stiletto. Like with and the it, side of it. Yeah, like like the point. Like, like took her fucking foot and bashed this bitch's head in. Did it what? go in? Did it puncture? Um, no, it didn't. It was almost like oh my God, it was in a goddamn simulation. Like, no, it <laughs> like missed her enough to not like fuck her day up, but it was definitely not a good thing. <laughs> yeah, pretty devastating. <laughs> you know, I've always good thing. I, I I haven't thought a lot about this in my life, but I have. You know, the times where I throw on Edward Norton's American History X and you see the curb stomping scene, you you always think, you know, like a pair of steel-toed boots is probably the worst thing to be curb stomped in. Starting to feel like it might be a stiletto, though. Uh, there's <laughs> like... <laughs> it's basically a fucking ice pick on the bottom of your foot that you're then going <laughs> to drop kick into I'm, somebody's I'm also noodle. just impressed that she was able to, you know, just like karate you kick her. Like, yeah. he was, was this girl also a ninja? 
was she was she a ninja? I'm so, I'm sorry, Steph. Steve was talking over you there. I couldn't hear what you're no, saying. I'm like you would be surprised by what these sorority girls will do. Like these bitches are crazy. <laughs> All hopped up on ranch and vodka, you know. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> No, I've watched. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Surreal stuff <laughs> that, like, I didn't even. The only reason that it triggered me remembering was your questions. <laughs> See, that's what we're here to do. We're here to dredge up those old memories that you've tried to forget about and make you relive, relive those experiences for all of our yes. listeners' enjoyment. Yes. It doesn't bother me now. <laughs> We, we are kind of like the reverse of religious repression. We want you not to bottle it in, but to, to let it all out. You know, and I, and I appreciate you being so open to tell these stories. Any other ratchet customers? Anything else you want or, to share? In or arrests or fires, yeah. Oh, sorry, not ratchet customers. Wrong, wrong category. Fights, I mean, arrests, they, they, Well, I mean, they are ratchet customers, but yeah. They are both, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Fights, arrests, or fires? Yeah. I can't say anything that comes up. Okay. Yeah, right, that's pretty good. Sad, I mean, karate really chop with stiletto shoes. That's pretty solid. That's pretty solid. Also, story. the way you described the Pike versus Delta fight, it did sound like they basically like crowd surfed the guy into the air. <laughs> you know, some somehow like like Ryu from Mortal Kombat, like you know, like down back down to the ground and then started stomping. Yeah. I'll never it, forget it. It was just like like these people and these people and then. So at, at this bar, did, did these when these incidents occur, are these people typically getting bounced immediately after, or no. how do how do they just no. they, they just kind of happens? Just happens. Now that's fucking crazy because typically, like anytime I've seen bar fights, which I love bar fights, I don't want to see anybody get seriously hurt, but I love right. watching people get into fights and be fucking stupid and crazy out in public. But typically, they're the bouncers, security are on them Somebody immediately. Somebody hooks them and they're gone. Yeah. Yeah. But what I these mean, guys they're just they're just left to to tend to their own devices and figure it out on their own. How did how did the how did the two ladies figure their shit out after that one got kicked in the head with a stiletto? Oh, one of them got one of them got taken out, which is funny because one of them it the girl that got kicked in the face, it was her birthday party. Like it was oh. her like 21st birthday mm-hmm. and like had all of her people there and shit. That's not funny. And then this, it is. And then this, <laughs> it's kind of funny. And then the other happy day, birthday, bitch. Happy birthday. Oh my god, dude. I mean, yeah. Uh. I well, imagine, now, that, and I'm, I imagine that probably played into it too. The girl having a good time; it's her 21st birthday, and this other chick's like, "No, I'm not having it. You're not I'm having not a good having birthday." It. Absolutely not. Yeah. Tallahassee, <laughs> Tallahassee, you're a special place. We're gonna have to get down, and maybe we do a Tallahassee bar crawl one of these days, just yeah. just to see if we can survive it. All right, join our Patreon, Mike. Why don't you tee her up for a question number eight? All right. Question number eight, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. So Steph, originally this question was just the sexy Lexi. It was just sex stories because not only do you have customers getting a little frisky in the bars, but you also have, you know, bar staff where they're running around. They're a lot of times drinking. They're in tight spaces there. You know, there's a lot of friction that goes on. So you all, you have a lot of amorous situations that pop up, but we had to expand this category to include drugs and rock and roll. Because a lot of time, that's that's what the bar industry is. So give us it's your stories. Party. 
I know we already talked about, uh, you know, little, touched on the sex stories a little bit, but give us some, some other stories about just true debauchery that you've seen working behind the bar. I've seen some true bacchanalia. You love that word, don't you? <laughs> uh, that's a festival junkies word right there. Bacchanalia. Yes. I will say I have a couple of things. I may incriminate myself. And protect the innocent and the guilty. Yes. Uh, there, I mean, one of our barbacks at the time was serving something, and he would come up and take money out of our tip jar and replace it with something else. Ah, something in a little bag, I'm assuming. Yes. Whether mm -hmm. you want to do that or not, we can let that go but that was like super fucking happy listen and steph as that's... long as long as we're splitting <laughs> tips and lines equally i see no problem i was gonna you that's know, the that's the weirdest drug deal. it's kind of like an unconsensual drug deal where it's like oh, i'm just gonna take this i'm gonna leave this it's and... for the team michael it's for the team <laughs> it was not non-consensual but I think, okay, like the worst bacchanalia I've ever seen ever was we had all of the different bartenders from all of the different bars were all homies with one another. And we had this one bar that was called the Sidebar Theater, which was the one that Riff Raff was playing at. And that was a bar that like no one ever went to. It was just like something that my bar managers owned as well. And it was like somewhere that we went to get like ratchet after hours. And there was this one night, and I can't fucking remember why we went okay. there, but went there. And all of us from every single bar, all the bartenders went there. And they said, basically, basically, do whatever the fuck you want. And I'll never forget, and I don't even know why we were doing this, but everyone was picking up bottles of liquor, like picking up bottles of liquor, and smashing them on the ground Jesus and throwing Christ. them, like literally throwing them on the ground. Shit was fucking go going everywhere, like splashing on the ground. And one of my coworkers that was a guy friend of mine got up on the bar because one of my managers, it was like, I won't get into hazy thing, but it almost was like that he got up on the bar and literally had like his hands tied behind his back and the manager poured a fucking vodka down his back and made somebody else drink it off of his back with his hands tied behind his back while i'm watching the rest of the bar crew out of all of tahasi like literally smashing bottles all over the See, this is rock and roll. And this is exactly why we had to expand this category from just sex stories. I, I, I love how the words were do whatever you fucking want. And the first thought of the bar staff was like, let's break shit. I mean, that's the first place you go. And I'll, I've also I've heard of um, body shots, but um, yeah. I feel like that's more of like a BDSM kind of shot. Yeah. A, a, a bonded shot, if you Michael, will. Michael, I'm glad that you focused it in was, on that because I have, a, I have a very, very important question here, Steph. Now, you said, if I heard Somebody. you correctly. <laughs> no, 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 no. You said that the alcohol was poured down the person's back 
And then that person was drinking it off their back. But as as we know, all roads lead to the ass crack. Okay. So, so what, I, what I really want to understand was 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 the liquor really being drunk off the back, or was the chin placed in the ass crack and it came down the back right right to. You I know, will say it. look, his pants were on, so like the end, like okay, okay. Oh, okay. All right. All right. My God. So so it was I got, out there. It was one of what, those times where I was like, where the fuck am I? And like <laughs> watching. Yeah. Like I was fucked up at that time too, but I'll never forget like vividly in my head being like, what the fuck is going on? So, do you still do you still have your Illuminati mask? You know, because <laughs> <laughs> this is what it sounds like. Some underground ritualistic fucking eyes wide shut kind of, you know, crazy cult level bartender bullshit is what this is. So my question was, uh, how many bottles <laughs> did you strong. break? Yeah, yeah. How many how many bottles like, did you personally break? And you, you said you said somebody drank these body shots or these bonded shots, if you will. Were you? Were, was it you? It was. Not me. It was not me. <laughs> I don't know. I would listen. Listen, I will say one thing. I'm an open book, and I will tell you. If it was me, I would be prepared to tell you. But it, it definitely was not me. And I have no idea how many bottles were broken. But I know that it was like just beyond me. It was open season. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why we were there. Why were we doing it? I feel like at that time, like I prefaced earlier, like the bar that I worked at was not like down for the rules. Like everybody was just like doing whatever the fuck that they wanted to do and they could do that. So mm -hmm. I can't tell you exactly. And my, my other question is who the fuck cleaned that shit up? Because I doubt it was any of the bar crew that was there. It was me. <laughs> it was you? It was wasn't you, was you? <laughs> so no. Somebody came in the next morning and they're like, God, I really hope the fucking closing bartender did all the side work. And then they walk into just a minefield of broken glasses. I don't know why anybody would be uh, wanting to do that, but. I mean, I get it. It sounds fun. And I've, I've got to say, this may sound stupid, but it, it's actually kind of hard to break a bottle of liquor. Like you really got to put some dead. You really got to throw it down hard. You got to hit it right. And uh, I mean, it, it takes a little bit of de dedication to actually do that. I've tried to break some before and they bounce. Steve, are we boring you or are you frozen? No, sorry, guys. <laughs> I, I had a, a bit of a emergency situation to quickly deal with. But I'm also just letting some of this uh, marinate. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I have a little bit of PTSD when it comes to body shots. Uh, you know, they, they, they seem to escalate once they start, they never, they never tone down from yeah. there. And once they somebody's hands get higher and higher behind and their higher back. Higher. Yeah. 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 Sure. No yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, listen, I, I'll say it again. I, I, I love how, how, uh, uh, just forthcoming you've been with this entire gauntlet, but Anything else for question number eight before we keep this train a rolling? Let's keep it moving. Yeah, I think she shut it down. All right. Um, let's go to question number nine. Bar hazing pranks and games. Now, Steph, 
you kind of alluded to this earlier, and that's making me think you might have a good one for us. All right. Now, this is Mike and I's absolute favorite category. How do you kill time when you're bored at work? How do you keep the morale up? How do you just have fun with your bar staff? Take it away. I'm not going to bring you anything that you probably haven't heard before, but we just drink, just drank, like, <laughs> just fucking drank. Like, okay. You know, the little seven cups, like little seven ounce cups. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, bomb that, cups is what we always call. Yeah, sevens is what we'd be like. All right, let's get a seven. Let's have a seven. And just like now, what do you, what do you do in the seven? Do you do a beer? Beer. Yeah. yeah. So we call those beer bombs, and then a lot of times the girls do wine bombs, or you'll wine you bombs. know stuff like that. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say next why bombs, which we thought as Florida State goers that we coined. And I'll say that until it's proven otherwise. <laughs> we, <laughs> we used to make the shit out of Y-bombs. Like, put UV blue in it. I don't know what you would put in a Y-bomb. You made a Y-bomb before, guys? Well, I, I, I thought I, Steve was saying wine bomb, and I feel like you're saying I said wine. wine. She's saying wine. Oh, like letter Y. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. So a Y-bomb is a Red Bull. And you crack it open as if you're going to shock on it. You like pour a little bit out of the Red Bull into a seven cup. And then you pour vodka inside of it. Inside the seven cup or inside the Red Bull? Inside of the Red Bull. And then you shock on it. Oh. The the name makes sense because fucking why? Why would you do Do that? that? I have, I have, I got to tell you, I've never heard of that. I close the bar tomorrow night and I promise you we're going to do a Y bomb and I'm going to make, I'm going to send you the the evidence because why would you do a Y bomb at the end of a shift? No, we're not going to do it at the end of the night, Mike. I'm going to do it when I get there. Okay. I already already know exactly how I'm doing it. I'm going right in. Okay. I'm going right in. I'm gonna get the I'm gonna get the Crown Royal, and I'm gonna get a couple twisted teas, and we're gonna we're gonna put those two bad boys together because I don't do Red Bull, but that might be the solution to the Y bomb. I like that. I'm stealing this idea. That was the thing. It was what we would do at the bar. It's like we would get together, and that was what pretty gnarly. Is like you would literally crack it open as if you're gonna shotgun it, pour a little bit of the Red Bull out, pour a little UV blue, UV blue, yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Whatever it is. And then you shock on that. As that is not, hey, anybody that's listening, please don't do that. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. For, listen, this episode comes that's with a surgeon do. general's warning. Okay. That's this is not do. safe, not just for pregnant ladies, for anyone of any mm-hmm. age. Okay. Do not do this. Um, this is starting to really shape why we have stiletto stomping ladies at the bar not being thrown out <laughs> and people fucking and not being thrown out because the bar staff is doing Y bombs. I can only <laughs> the imagine. What the the, yeah, exactly. I can only imagine what else is going on. So, all right. That, <laughs> I will say that it definitely so, did not stem from us. That. But mm. It is what it is. <laughs> no, no, 
we know it's not your fault. I'm just saying if you're, you listen, you set the example, you set the atmosphere, you're the bartender, right? And if people see you doing Y bombs, I'm thinking, yeah, I could probably curb stomp a motherfucker and get away with it. You know, that's just me. My but, <laughs> all right. My any mom. other, any other pranks that you saw played on anybody? I mean, I know you had to see a few, maybe not on you personally, but there had to be some new bar backs, something like that, where they, people were messing with people. I think, Mostly people were messing with people when we were like at our own, we had like a little Christmas party type scenario. And okay, we were made to baby bird people, we had to baby bird. Do you know what that is? Baby bird. Well, I've got some ideas in my mind, but I don't want to say it. Yeah, so. you go ahead. I Probably think I know what it is. Too. <laughs> I feel like that was like the next type of question. Um. Baby birding is like when you take a shot in your mouth and then you spit it into somebody. Yep, else. that's exactly what I thought it was. <laughs> oh man, that is fucking. That's magical, right there. That's that's when you know you're really close to somebody. What's, and of what's course, the you do point it of that? You know, that's what you know, do you mean? What's the point of it? Is. Oh, the point of it is to build team morale. Listen. The next time you're this, busy, this kind of stuff and, can and, only happen at a college like, bar. I mean, like, give yeah, me a break. Time, but the next time, the next time Steph was busy and she needed a hand, she got she could look down the bar at her fellow bartender and be like, "Hey, I need your help." And the other bartender, no matter how reluctant they are to help, no matter how busy they are, they're like, "Yeah, I mean, I did spit in Steph's mouth." So yeah, those are scary. It's like, yeah, it's like after you spit help. in somebody's you know? mouth, yeah, you've got to. Yeah. There's a there's a bond there that is definitely there created. is there is a bond. <laughs> it, it's like listen, it's like two young teenage boys becoming friends and they cross swords in the toilet. You know what I mean? Is it a little weird? Is it a little juvenile? Think, sure. Think I don't think anybody was like, oh yeah, it's the bond. No, they. It was just like straight up, like oh, I did this to you, and like this is a coming up story but 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 this is what i'm saying you said you did it at your christmas party which is a morale boosting event and even though it's a ridiculous and completely insane activity it's something that only you guys shared now right like you only hopefully. did that hopefully with hopefully the other people that the worked there they only did it with the other people that worked there Maybe, Correct. maybe there's some motherfucker just spread mono around the campus, baby yeah, burning everybody. I don't know, but I'm just saying. You I'm, get some I'm mono, and you get some. I mean, the alcohol maybe kills well, it. You know who knows? I feel, yeah. I also so feel like nice. you know. You're like, hey, <laughs> like you start you start working at Pots, and they're like, hey, Steph, welcome. So happy to have you. Hey, it's a ton of fun here. You can drink behind the bar. By the way, don't baby bird with Pete. I mean, that guy. <laughs> that guy is. That guy's been mama birding half the campus. Okay. <laughs> Um, Steve, I didn't really have a fucking choice. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hands were tied behind people's backs, metaphorically, in this scenario. Well, I, okay. I, I gotta, I gotta give it to you, Steph. You definitely brought some news stories to the podcast, so we thank you. Uh, oh, you, you sure have. You, you have opened our eyes. Let's you know move. What? I appreciate that because I was actually like super nervous because I was like, I don't know, like I really like haven't done this in a long time, but I know that I had seen some pretty weird shit when I was mm. bartenders come in all shapes sizes experience levels and that you know I, I think that is one of the things that we're really passionate about on the show when we first ever started the bartender rant podcast Mike and I's plan was we're going to interview anyone that will come on that's been a bartender but the goal is 
we're going to try to get to professionals, famous people, bartenders with followings. That's what we thought, right? Like that's what the show should be bringing on famous bartenders. But then we started doing the show and we realized, you know, what's way better than that. It's almost better if we never have somebody famous on it's local bartenders. It's the people in your actual community, in your actual college bar at the, at your local water your, bowl that you your love. locals, which in a weird way are kind of like local celebrities, like at the call yeah. at, you know, at pots, that's the place to be. And you, you and were your, the bartender, bartender there. You guys are the Pied Pipers running the show in, in your yeah. own way. You're kind of the local celebrities. And yeah. on top of that, uh, I, 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 I hate to go back to Olivia, but we just had Olivia on and yeah. she's not a famous bartender. One of the best fucking episodes we've ever had. So, uh, you know, I, we love these stories. And j just because you've been out of the game for a little while does not d diminish the stories and the experience that you've had. Yeah, I appreciate that. But we've never had anybody it, talking about spitting alcohol into somebody else's mouth before. So that's, thank you. That's you new. That's that. new and, and I had never heard of a Y-bomb, so, which I'm excited so, to try. So, so what's funny is uh, I'm glad you didn't bring this up in worst drink orders because Steve and I, we want to do some more content for the show where we'll do, we're, we're going to start making the worst drink orders and trying them, right? I do not want Steve oh. to baby bird any fucking shot into my fucking mouth. Okay? No, you don't. You don't. No. no, or vice versa, Steve. I don't. I don't even want to spit in your mouth. I, I love you, but I think now you're why smart. The hands why the hell not? All right, maybe, maybe if we hit no, like no. a certain goal, maybe I'm, if we hit I'm, a certain I'm, goal, I'll baby bird you. Mike, fuck that. I'm personally offended. I don't need anybody to support <laughs> our show to spit in your mouth, and I want you to make eye contact with me while we do it. I was um, talking about spitting in your mouth. That's fine too. Um, oh my all right. God. Okay, let's move on. Let's move on. I'm I'm very secure in my sexuality, Michael. It has uh, nothing to do with sexuality. It's just gross. I don't want you sexual. to spit in my mouth. It's, it's sexual. sexual for me. Really. Not yeah. like you know, like a thing that I would want to do. But <laughs> well, thank. Maybe that's why you left uh, the bartending profession behind. You know, there's just too much spitting in each other's mouths to stay in this <laughs> career path. All right. Let's move on to the final question of the gauntlet. Question number 10. Firing and quitting stories, or as we affectionately call this category. Getting 86. Tell us when people get the ax or go out in a blaze of glory. I think there's just like one thing that popped into my mind for this. My one friend. So we used to, you guys know what rumble mints is? Rumble mints? Mm. Of course, bartender water. Yeah, water for us. So we used to, as bartenders, like we didn't fucking like put that in our, we never even charged for rumblements. As soon as we had our shift, like we were putting the rumblements in our cooler. Whoever I was working with, whoever we were working with, putting the rumblements in our cooler and we're getting fucked up the rest of the night. You know what I'm saying? Like there the was second, no the second last call's been called and everybody's out. Yeah, like there was no way that any rumblements was getting rung into the the system at all. Like rumblements <laughs> is the drink that that was our drink, and the manager knew it too. Like every single set, like every single little bar scenario that was happening, we had rumblements in our fucking fridge, and we were drinking it, and we were mm -hmm. fucked up the entire. And I remember this one guy who is my homie to this day, but he got so rocked on it that he straight up grabbed the Rumplemints bottle 
and we had a we had a like mirror that was attached to the wall that we were at the bar that we were at and he grabbed it I remember that I don't know why him and the manager were having like an argument at the time but oh they were they were in the middle of an argument yeah they were in the middle of an argument and he grabbed the rumblement and fucking chucked it across the room and like straight up shattered the entire mirror that was like the entire wall. What what part of the to- what part of the shift is this? The end, like yeah, end. like we're yeah. like in the middle of it, like in the middle of it, and like it's only why, just me. Why would you do? Why would I, you do this? Is such a sweet little bottle of Rumplemints. <laughs> the Rumplemints didn't do anything. The Rumpy baby. Oh, I know. So sad. But he did it. <laughs> <laughs> but he did it. No, he just fucking grabbed it and straight up like crashed the mirror. And then okay. I watched like everybody bring him out like on like dragged up and whatever. So that's like craziest like firing story that I've yeah seen. And he got he got fired on the spot at that point in time mostly everything that i've seen like fire wise was like on the spot like get the fuck out get out, out right yeah yeah, you're out. yeah now important question did he come back and work there again yes yep there you go <laughs> you're never really truly a bartender until you've gotten fired and brought back that is the truth yeah. it's that's crazy yeah yeah no i honestly have never i'll say you i'll say like i have never seen anyone like not come back yeah <laughs> i mean after, after you've, you've spit alcohol into somebody's mouth it's hard to not bring them back i'm sure i'm um, saying when you're the manager well like the craziest thing i ever saw i, I didn't say I don't know. I didn't say this, but <laughs> my manager at a time, we used to have these crazy like after party things that we would just like do things, just the bartenders afterward. Right. And my manager literally teabagged a employee of mine. <laughs> Where was this story during <laughs> hazing pranks and games, Steph? Where the fuck was that story, I meant, huh? I meant to. We I just meant to, conveniently I meant forgot about the manager putting his balls on a subordinate. We just conveniently <laughs> forgot about that, didn't we? <laughs> I, no, no, no. I did Shake remember. <laughs> I imagined this. Had- so many things and so many different things. That I don't you're know. Steph, you're right. And it is our fault. It is our job to lead the show. And we have failed you. Now, right. I'm assuming that this teabagging had to be somewhat consensual, or was this guy's hi- hands tied behind his back, too? <laughs> he was not. His hands were not tied behind his back, but it was, was the same cold. fucking guy. It was the same fucking guy. It was. So this wow. guy, he's, this he's guy a glutton was, for he had punishment, a it sounds He like. had a target on his back. Now, did he quit, or was he like... Back. Did he find out that he got teabagged? He was... <laughs> what do you mean? He's there. <laughs> oh, he was... No, no, no. I, I thought he was passed out. No, no, no. This is a totally different day. It wasn't right, even right, right. like no, no, I'm just saying. I, I'm just saying in the teabag story, I assumed, I just assumed because he passed out drunk or something. I'm not I'm proud so to say this. I'm not proud to say this. I'm no pro, but I've teabagged a few motherfuckers in my day. And usually they were the guy that passed out early at the party. And then you, you know, you Patches. put your balls on it. You put your balls no, on his forehead, right? Just, 
he was just like it was one of those things where he knew that he like wasn't the top dog in the scenario and he like just uh, had to go with it oh, okay. Well, okay important anybody who's listening you don't have to go with it okay yes if, so, no, if, if your you manager not. is trying you to not. force you to put his balls on your face you can yeah. say no and walk away okay yeah no, you sure at the same can. time if you want you can be a good sport and get teabagged and, you know, people can talk about it on a podcast later, but you don't have to do that if you don't want to. My God. Matthew. Is it Matthew? <laughs> All right. We'll protect the name. I don't think it's Matthew. I think that was a different no, story. No. His, his name is Taylor, and I will say it. T-Dog. <laughs> T-Dog, you're a trooper. I got to tell you, uh, you clearly have great resiliency, and I'm going to give you that. I'd like <laughs> to know why he has such a target on his head, maybe we could get to the bottom of that on another show. But um, Steph with an F, what an incredible run through the gauntlet. Bravo. You have made it to the bitter end. I am so – I'm just honored that you came on the show. I can't wait to listen to your pod. And um, I just appreciate you sharing all these incredible stories and letting us behind the scenes of yeah, Tallahassee yeah, and pods. You, just all I don't the, know why you were nervous. Yeah. I, I think I was just like a little nervous because it's been a it's been a bit since I've been like in that scenario. And then when I saw sure. your question, I was like, oh, oh, like I do. I do remember that shit. <laughs> I think I just I think I was just like a little bit like wanting to like come to you guys with like a super wow factor. I was like, oh, I like I really want to like let them know about some crazy shit. And then I was like, oh, no, nah, you <laughs> You succeeded, I would have to say. You crushed it. You crushed it. Well, we have a couple more questions before we get you out of here. The first section is called Our Cleanup. Now, this is where you get to take over the show. So I want you to do three things for me. One, plug your show. Go nuts. Tell people about um, tell people about Festival, Festival. Festival Talk Podcast. Festival Talk. Um, number two, give us some recommendations. Where are places that people have to go if they come down to Tampa Bay or Tallahassee or even uh, – uh, Newport Ritchie, right? Give us some recommendations. And then, um, yeah, anything else you want to share third, or, yeah. or bartenders that we need to have yeah. on the show? That's third. You got to call some people out that you like that need to be on our show. So go go crazy. What was the first question again? <laughs> your show. Tell us about your show. I'll feed them to you one at a time. Tell us about your show. What was the first question? <laughs> Tell us about your show. <laughs> Tell us about your podcast. Give, give, us, give us your yeah, plugs. Yeah. Give us the handles. Yeah. Give us any projects that you're working on. Yeah, or you so want the to people can out. find uh, Festival Talk. Give us the handles. Okay. Well, much appreciated. Festival Talk is just like where anybody can fucking come and talk about who you are and what your experience is. There's no this. There's no that. Like, I don't have any type of requirement to come on to my podcast it's like who you are as a person is what i want to hear like you want to talk music and festivals though that seems to be the the, the space music and festivals and just honestly like human relationships i think is like the main thing human relationships is something that everyone experiences day in and day out i think that's like the basic premise of mine I would say if you're coming over here for like a drink. Well, hold on. How do people find the show? Hold on. Oh. Hold on. Hold on. How do people find the show? What are your handles for the show? Where? where what platforms? That kind of thing. I'm only on Spotify right now just because. Uh, okay. 
don't feel like doing anything else right now to be completely honest with you. That's where, that's where most people get their shit anyway. So, Mm -hmm. um, do you have any social pages in case people want to follow you, support you? Yeah, it's at festival talk podcast on Instagram. Okay, great. And all, all, all of these links are going to be in the show description as well. So just scroll down and click on the links. Yep. Click on the link, support Steph. If you love festivals like Mike and I do, it's going to be a ton of fun. So it's about, I, music, it's about people. I love it. I love it. it it's a warm, safe, cuddly space. Um, tell us, give us some recommendations down in Tampa, down in Florida, Tallahassee. I would say you gotta go to Haiku. I love sushi. I don't know. Like, I love a good sushi and I love a good cocktail. If you're in Tampa, go to Haiku. Okay, great name. Fire. I, I don't know. I don't okay. know what to say on that. You know no, what? You, made, recommendation. you I don't get. I don't get a lot of sushi in Kansas, unfortunately. So you, sometimes people come on, and in this section, they name four hundred recommendations, and they're hard to parse through. This is easy, people. When you go to Tampa, <laughs> go to don't Haiku. fuck around. Just go to Haiku, and, and you, <laughs> you've done what you you've done what you need to do. Um, yeah. All right. Give us at least one. But it's many bartenders, like bartenders you love that you think would be great on the show that we have to try to get on the show. I think you actually messaged me one when you couldn't make it on that first week. I did. My um, homie Jake, who works okay. at Water, which is a like a pool, like almost like the poor man's Vegas pool party. That happened. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. I, I mentioned him. Uh, my friend Derek who also used to bartend with me at Florida State, mm. who would be a great person because he's got, like, what I have times, like, a thousand. Like, <laughs> uh, and and, and he, he spits in people's mouths. So. <laughs> God damn it. He a thousand percent has spit in a zillion people more mouths than I <laughs> And I used to drive him home. From the bar, I used to. He was a bartender that worked at Bean. I used to drive him home from the bar with whatever girl was waiting for him at the night. <laughs> that that is a good coworker right there, folks. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um, I don't know who else. Like off the top of my head, no, like, those, are, those are solid. Jake and Derek, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're on notice, boys. You can pull out the gauntlet has been thrown down, so we'd love to have you join us on the show sometime. Yeah. Damn straight. You send this link to them, you make them listen, and then you make them come on the goddamn show. (laughs) Um, No, I mean, don't do it as meanly. Just kind of persuade them, our direction. Um, All right, we have a couple more questions. These are the last couple right here. We call it our tip out, and then we're going to get you out of here, Steph. It has been a blast. Now, I know you're out of the business, and we asked this next question tongue-in-cheek, but you've worked in crazy, crazy bar environments, and I think you're going to understand the question when I ask it to you. Why did you bartend, a.k.a. why do you fucking hate yourself? <laughs> why do I hate myself? Uh, because... <laughs> it's tongue in cheek you can answer however you want it's, mike and i put this question in there 
for to make us laugh. And we've always thought about taking it out, but it will never. We can't be taken take it out. out. Well, because you get down. you get some you get I'm some people that show. we we ask that question to, and they're like, "Oh man, let me just list off the reasons." And then you have other people like, "Well, I don't hate myself," and it's like that's not where we're just because to work in the bar, but to be a person that is willing to let a coworker spit alcohol in their mouth, yeah. you got to be a certain breed. You know, that's to not the willing, average. To be willing to work to five in the morning when you're five deep at the bar and people are just screaming Coke and rum at you and you are just losing <laughs> your sanity. You have to be some kind of, there's there's a little bit of masochism in everybody that has ever worked in the service industry. And that's why we, that's why we asked that question. It's a fucking line, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that's honestly it because that is the, Goddamn only reason. That's great. That's great. I, listen, <laughs> I appreciate so truth. True to form. That's how you've been all night tonight. And and that that is a great reason. Hey, you had to pay the bills. You got into the business and it delivered. Um, all right, Mike, you want to take us home? Final question of the show. Yeah, final question. So, Steph, Steph with an F, if you were to open up your own bar, what would you call it or what would the theme be? I don't know what I would call it, but for sure it would be like a cannabis infused lounge. Like mm. I would have to have like big on the cannabis. I would like, love to have like a certain area where you can fucking vibe for a second on the couches over here, but like you're also going to be able to, there's definitely going to be live music happening. Mm. Okay. But I would just like to have like an all-inclusive place. I don't know. Like where you can be super fucking chill right here. And then you can like walk into the back and there's like a fat party should you want it. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So the, the front room is like the living room. We've got cocktails paired with our weed, right? We have a weed and beer flight where you can every use with cannabis and like yes. have, that like, is that is dangerous. That is super dangerous. Like I love it. <laughs> you're going to get like the spins kind of real quick if you're not careful. <laughs> Here's the thing. Like, you've got to be a certain type of caliber to come into the bar. Oh, That's I got right. you. So it's this open to everybody, but it's not for everybody is what you're saying. This ain't for people with baby lungs, okay? You're going to get a secondhand <laughs> high whether you like it or not. I mean, this is just, just gonna how it's going to be. Proceed with caution. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I and just hope I just hope a baby bird is on the menu. That's all. That's all. You that got to put it on the menu. That would be <laughs> that would be a killer. The other thing is, and and, and I'm just spitballing here. It's your place, okay. so I don't want I, I don't want to tell you how to run it. But you know, a lot of bars do like the mug club or like a cocktail club, where you know once a year they get you know appreciation for being a regular. Maybe they get special prices, or they have a mug behind the bar. You got to do the blunt club and. Every time you come in, you get points. Once you get to a certain number of points, you can get a dog walker. Once you get to another level of points, you get a blunt. Once you get to another level of points, you get to smoke with one of the bartenders. Once you get to another Ooh. level of points, you get to have a blunt party, and you come in, and everybody in your party gets a blunt. I mean, this is this is starting to create that stickiness, that sticky icky with the customer. They're coming back. They want to yeah. be there. They want to be hanging out at the lounge, getting their points up. And I, I'm just, you know, I'm spitballing here. So – Take it for what you will. I'm into I, it. 
I do, I do think a great name for it too. And I don't know, this is just all popping into my head all at once. I think the the Tito's this is inspiring me. You could call it festival with a big L, like a blunt L. It's a party. We're smoking L's. I don't know. Maybe not the best name, but best of L, you know, like that kind of thing. But anyway, Steph, thank we'll you so on. much. Yeah, we're gonna work on the name. Steph, thank you so much. What a time. We had an absolute blast. Thank Thank you for coming on. Good luck with your show. And I hope that this is the beginning of a wonderful friendship. We'll let this blossom. We'll support Festival Talk as well. And hopefully we find ourselves at the same festival sooner or later. That that Halloween one down in Florida sounds like a hell of a time. Halloween. Halloween. All right, y'all. As we always say, thank you, Barflies, for listening along and drinking along. But it's time for you to go. As always, fuck off. (laughs) Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening along and thanks for drinking along. We hope you enjoyed the show. And if you did, we release new episodes. We do. We we do release new episodes. Sometimes. (laughs) Big shout out to our friends over at Trauma Parlor who sung Fast One you heard throughout the show. Go check them out. They're on Facebook. They're on Spotify. Show those motherfuckers some love. No doubt. And if you want to be one of our regulars, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. I think we might have a TikTok. I'm not sure. But (laughs) all of the handles are at BRP Drink Along. You can listen along anywhere you get your podcasts just by searching the Bartender Rant Podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review because this is the best way to help us grow the show and reach new listeners. The more ratings and reviews, the faster we climb up the charts. And honest to God, people... Mike and I are crumbling, okay? We really need your personal validation. I mean, it, it really does help. I can't tell you how much when somebody messages us. They're like, hey, we love your show. We're like, oh, thank God. I guess yeah. I guess we'll keep doing it. We've hit rock bottom. Mike defaced an oven the other day. I Bonus content, okay? Bonus content. I, I'm not don't, saying I'm not saying up. it. And don't forget, if you are a Spotify user, be sure to check out the BRP playlist on our Spotify profile. We've got some really cool playlists on there for you, including the BRP Industry Night. And those are all songs chosen by our different guests. So every guest gets to pick three songs. They're all added chronologically. So that way, if you really resonate with the guest, you can get on that playlist and you can see what kind of music that bartender is into. And then you can check out the other fun playlists we have on our profile as well. No doubt. Mike, I don't know about you, but when I'm a fan of something and I want to rep that brand, I like it when they produce some kick-ass swag. How about you? Do you like kick-ass show merch? Yeah, yeah, I do. Do do you know if there's any kick-ass BRP show merch? We actually have some. Check out of all of our amazing swag. Wow, that I just had uh, I think I had a stroke. Check out all of our amazing I was so excited about the swag, about the merch. Um, check out all of our amazing swag. Uh, the link is in the show description and on our Instagram page. And if you just want to hang out with Mike and me, join us the first Monday of every month for our virtual industry night happy hour. We're gonna have some drinks, we're gonna meet some fellow bar flies, we're gonna listen to the guest bartender playlist, and you can tell Mike and I how much we suck at podcasting. Make sure to follow us on social media for all those links. Now, for all of you shit talkers out there, it's your turn on the mic. We've set up a bartender hotline called the Suggestion Box. You can call in and air your grievances. You can tell your bartending stories, or you can just rant about the bullshit that you have to put up with at your restaurant. Just dial 423-P-O-D-R-A-N-T and drop a line. 
Mike and I will play the best of the bunch and react to your crazy stories on a new bonus segment called The Suggestion Box. So the next time the bar business has got you saying, fuck me, just dial 423 POD R A N T. Yeah, and I will. Yeah, and I will say uh, we've got some voicemails, and Steve and I are going to be together in September uh, in Baltimore, and I think we're going to record our first episode. So um, if you act now, you might get to be on that first episode. Uh, But yeah, if you guys like the show and you don't want to fucking give us $5 every month, I totally get that shit. If you want to support the show, if something crazy happens at work, if you just want to bitch, call in. That gives us more content. It gives us more stuff to put out there uh, to you know continue to grow our listener base. So that's a great way you can support the show. And you can just bitch at us and and get something off your chest. Um, Now, Furthermore, if you want to be one of our VIP listeners, uh, please subscribe to the Bartender Rant podcast on Patreon, where you're going to get access to bonus content like the Boilermaker tapes, Ranch versus Blue Cheese crank calls, uh, special releases, and things like uh, the oven debacle, <laughs> and, the, and uh, of course, the suggestion box. And if you want to so be a big more. dipper, aka one of our bozels, feel free to leave a tip on PayPal under the bartender rant podcast at gmail.com. If you do, we'll list you as one of our producers and shout out your drink of choice. Guys, a huge shout out to our wonderful executive producers. You heard their names and their drink of choice during halftime. We could not do this show without them. They're the best executive producers in the whole goddamn podcast business. Um, if you didn't listen to halftime, shame on you. Or, or maybe you were just taking a big old shit. But look, rewind. Jesus. Give them a listen. If you want your name and your drink of choice, shout it out. Leave us a tip. Yeah, come on. It's cool. You can, you can send us a couple bucks and we'll put your name on an episode. That's pretty neat, no right? No doubt. And you will be the special producer for that episode. Look, guys, Mike and I do this because we love the industry and we want to bring you great content. But this is not our day job. With your help, we can keep the stories coming and interview local bartenders from coast to coast. And as always, don't just listen along, drink along. If you or someone you know is struggling with alcoholism or substance abuse, please contact SAMHSA's National Helpline at 1-800-662-HELP. That's 1-800-662-4357. Their national helpline is free, confidential, 24-7, and 365 days a year. Look, we love you guys. We really appreciate listening along. But more than anything, we want you to stick around. And you can't do that if you're not taking care of yourself. So if you do need some help, please reach out to their national helpline. If you're an international listener, please just get online and find a helpline or a help center near you. And as always, Steve and I are happy to talk to anyone. If you need just somebody to, to talk to or vent to, We're happy to be there for you. We can't offer you any professional help, but we really do appreciate you guys being a part of this podcast, and we want you to stick around, and Steve and I are happy to help in any way that we can to make sure that that happens. So thanks again, guys. We love you, and we'll see you on the next episode. Uh, So I wanted to ask you, too, so um, what are some of – like the, your favorite festivals that you've been to? Um, Halloween. Halloween. I, I always wanted to go to Halloween, but I never made it. Oh my gosh. That Where is, is that? It's up in North Florida. It's called Live Oak. Live Oak, okay. Florida. It's like, like an hour away from Jacksonville, Tallahassee. Such a fucking dope festival. Like, 
so dope. Like you're in the woods, like you get to, you're able to camp in the woods and like have your own fire and shit, which is like nice. not something that you can do. Elsewhere. With most, most, yeah, with most bigger festivals, that's completely out of bounds. Yeah. Right, and, yeah. and they're, and everybody's dressed in costume. I mean, yes and no. Like, it, it's definitely right. like a lot of people are. A lot of people are dressed in costume, and especially because they do like a theme each year, and it's over Halloween. So I'm. Yeah, good. exactly. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Halloween's my favorite holiday. So going Isn't to a it? festival, yeah, going Same. to a festival that is also featured around Halloween would be fucking incredible. Um, oh, awesome. We go to one. Like uh, no, I was just gonna say there. Uh, it's I've, I've been to like electric forest and a, a few other bigger festivals, mm-hmm. but I've mainly gone to like smaller festivals throughout my time. Um, there's one here in uh, Arkansas called uh Hillberry, which Steve has joined me at, Love Hillberry, but it's, man. it's right. It's like the weekend of, or right before Halloween. So a lot of people mm-hmm. would dress up. Um, so that's really fun. I went one year as a, uh, as a flasher. I had like a trench coat and like this old man, creepy mask, but like, crazy face and hair sticking out and then i had this big fit this big fake rubber penis i bought from spencer's gifts uh-huh. and i just had it tucked in my waistband so i was just running around flashing people oh my god it was so much fun that's the best there's yeah. <laughs> all the time fucking with people yeah <laughs> i i will say one of the things that mike and i we fight a lot we fight like a married couple especially behind mm-hmm. the scenes i think it's just that's always been our friendship is uh, he's opinionated and I'm opinionated and we're at odds. But one of the things we've always agreed upon is our love of Halloween and mm-hmm. how important it is to make your own costume. Okay. Oh, yeah. Very fucking important. Mike, Mike once showed up like two hours late to this Halloween party because he was just, he was so meticulously making a costume that he was coming in. Um, it was, it ended up being, I think him and his brother did something from South Park. But yeah, we were, uh, it was Mysterion and uh, I was Professor Chaos. Yeah. He walks in and they look in, like to a T, every detail, immaculate, just like these characters. And I was just like, bravo, sir, bravo. You know, I, I have a list of dream costumes I want to get to one day, but I need, I need teammates. I need my teammates for that. When I was I'd love- that was what we used to do. Is like I yeah. one time went as a poker dealer. And my dad okay. helped me, and we cut out like a whole foam thing. And I yes. put, really had a poker table that went around me. And I how old were you? Whole like the whole thing, and we like hot glued the whole like poker thing up on the table. And then one time, Mike, you'll love this. I went as white trash. And I had, <laughs> I had a whole like white sweatsuit and I saved wrappers of candy and shit. And I literally hot glued like a bunch of like wrappers all over me. That's good. And then had a whole trash bin that I literally like had over me. And the trash, the top was my hat. That's I do, I do love that now. Trash. I've also gone to a party as uh, what we were trailer trash. And the girl, the girl that I was dating at the time, I just, I wore, what's funny is I just wore the clothes that I had because um, I'm kind of white trash <laughs> as it is. But, uh, <laughs> but I had like a trucker hat on and uh, rolled a pack of smokes up in my, uh, my thing, you know, boots, you know, ripped up jeans. But then with her, she had a tank top that we wrote ACDC on. And then mm-hmm. we put a um, 
balloon in her shirt so it looked like she was pregnant and yes, then we perfect. did her we did her eye like she had a black eye and then she yes. was smoking and drinking all night and there were people that thought she was actually pregnant and they were like upset and come up and talk to us. So I respect the game. I respect the game, Steph. <laughs> my 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 two that I'm all I will always be most proud of is uh, my sophomore year of college. I the night before Halloween didn't have anything, and I don't know why it popped in my head, but I was like, I'm gonna be young Forrest Gump. So I spent the entire night before Halloween making fake leg God. braces that Mama actually worked with like a magic hinge. And I wore I wore these <laughs> I wore these silver spray painted cardboard leg braces, and I walked like all stiff, and then halfway through the party, like ran out of them and like broke <laughs> through. Them. I love it. I love it when you got some performance with your costume. Yes. That's beautiful. Yes. I love that. And uh, and obviously Mike. Mike and I uh, famously with a couple other friends did the red hot chili peppers cock socks. So we had the helmets yeah. and just the cock socks. That's still, I, I'll have to tell you that entire story. Maybe, maybe we put that on the same episode as Mike's uh, Mike's uh, scandalous oven behavior, because there was some other additional scandalous behavior for Michael that night, which is, I didn't, that wasn't my behavior. That was, let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving. I'm going to turn the gauntlet back on. All right. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to count it down three, two, one, and we'll bring us back in. Okay. Okay. 